It's 52 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. People living on Hawaii's Big Island are worried and scared after scientists warn that Kilauea is on the verge of a huge explosion. The Hawaiian Volcanic Observatory announced yesterday a new explosion could fire out ash, steam, sulfur dioxide, and massive boulders. The scientists say that blast could send out a potentially deadly shower a half mile in every direction. A man is dead after being shot by police in Lower Burrell last night. Investigators say they were called to a home on the 400 block of Violet Drive for a domestic dispute. They found a man with a pistol outside the house. The 33-year-old man reportedly made contact with Lower Burrell police officers. One of them shot and killed that suspect. No one else was hurt. The oldest living American has died. Delphine Gibson of Huntington County, PA, died Wednesday at the age of 114. She was born in 1903 and credited her longevity to her faith and her church family. Governor Tom Wolf mourned her death, calling her an incredible Pennsylvanian who will be missed. Now the oldest living American is believed to be 113-year-old Lessie Brown of Ohio. 113 years old. That is your nightmare. We talked about this yesterday. (laughs) 113. Awful. Your quality of life has to be like minimal at best. I don't even think that you sleep well, you know? Uh, probably not. You probably don't, like, lay down and sleep for eight hours. Either that or you do nothing but sleep. I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> I just... Can't stay awake through your as stories, As long as though, Netflix you... <laughs> keeps pumping out shows, <laughs> so I still have stuff to watch. By then, you'll probably have a lot more options, too. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They'll be you'll you'll be able to watch them like on uh you know they'll come up in hologram form on your right just in the room. Uh, yeah, just whichever way you turn your head, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be all immersive virtual reality stuff. I don't know. You may want to live to 130. Who knows? Maybe they may do a better job. We may be able to extend life and quality of life. I mean, you never. Yeah, think but about do that. we want to do that? If quality of life is, extended, but I, I'm saying the well, planet can't handle it. <laughs> No, that's true. We're well, the volcano may take care of all of us. Well, maybe. You never know. This might be the first zit popping <laughs> on the earth, you know? And, and uh, there may be a whole lot more to come. It's you never just know. It's a crazy story. And then Bill sent some story yesterday about sinkholes swallowing some neighborhood in Florida. in Florida. Yeah, which they've had those for a while. But And apparently when I was in uh, New Orleans this weekend, there were earthquakes off the coast of uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Had no idea. I wondered if you felt it, but I guess yeah. not. Yeah. I was Would in, you have realized it anyway? Probably not. I was in a constant <laughs> state of earthquake. But Los Angeles also experienced earthquakes last, crazy. last week. The earth is done with us. We're doomed. Yeah, I mean, probably, but again, you never know. We could be one of the lucky ones. I watched this documentary. To go out early? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if the bomb lands on our head, is it really that bad? <laughs> I watched a documentary on Netflix last night, as a matter of fact, about Rachel Carson. Because I oh. figured that was like one Pittsburgher I didn't know nearly enough about. Yeah. And it's a great documentary. I highly recommend it. But she did a lot of work with DDT and um, you know, raising awareness about it. She got a ton of pushback. Which is why anytime you see people pushing back against stuff that has big business interests mm-hmm. behind it, just, you know, remember how history goes. You know, usually it's the Rachel Carsons who are 100% right, and you shouldn't be spraying your kids with DDT as they're going out the door. Um, but there is this whole 
seen about nuclear fallout and the nuclear race and uh, nuclear testing that was going on during the Cold War. And they were blowing up bombs, you know, above ground testing. And the fallout was just landing on people like it hit this one Japanese boat. We did this testing in the in the South Pacific and it like the mushroom cloud went enormous. I never even knew about this. Yeah. And it landed on like this one huge boat and everyone's like, what is this stuff? And they were like licking it. Like thinking what? it was snow. Well, oh that's God. probably not a good idea. What is it? Let's lick it. <laughs> but it ended up like, you know, totally everybody got radiation poisoning on the boat and, uh, you know, completely cashed out. Uh, so what I'm saying is we've been destroying the planet slowly for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, since the beginning of the planet. <laughs> and it might just be starting to get really, really mad at us. Because uh, the planet will survive. We will not. <laughs> we Correct. are the virus. People keep telling me about this book, The Sixth Extinction. Yeah. And that I need to read it. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a national bestseller. It's, yeah. It's supposedly really great. I mean, I have I keep coming across it in my, my uh, reading travels and just haven't read it yet. Felt good about myself the other day. Got a glass of water. No straw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is uh, when I was down at uh, New Orleans last weekend, my buddies who are originally from Pittsburgh and they live in California now, and uh, someone asked me for, like, do you want a straw? And I go, no. I go, you know, it's a big thing going on in Pittsburgh right now. And I don't want you to, wear <laughs> to use straws. They go, dunce. It's a big thing that's been going on everywhere else for the last <laughs> yeah. five years. And I was like, well, we well it just got to Pittsburgh, We're okay? We're a little behind. We're not using okay. straws now. Give us a pat on the back. <laughs> Earlier this week, Donald Trump upset allies by pulling the U.S. out of the nuclear agreement with Iran. But now he's really pissed off people in Scotland by banning a popular Scottish soft drink from one of his luxury golf resorts. The orange pop known as Urn Brew has been banned from Trump's Turnberry Resort over fears the orange coloring would stain the carpets. <laughs> the ban became public after guests at the resort requested some of the Urn Brew but were refused due to worries about possible spills. I'm the Tur- only orange thing around here. <laughs> Turnberry General Manager Ralph Porciani told the Ayrshire Post, quote, we can't have it staining when to replace the ballroom carpet would be 500,000 pounds alone. We have villas here with urn brew stains in the carpet, which I can't let, end quote. Which I can't let. <laughs> uh, this is in Scotland. News of the band has already prompted protests on social media, which what's the difference between that and red wine? Uh, Doesn't red wine stain? Yes. Uh, there's another story behind this. You know, it's not orange coloring. There's... Some business deal. Something, yeah. We'll find um, out the real deal eventually. Well, you know how they have wine trails? Oh, I know there's a couple in Ohio. and mm-hmm. Well, now there's a donut trail in Ohio. Oh, no kidding. It's an 80-mile trail just north of Cincinnati. It has 12 local donut shops. Along the trail, Food and Wine magazine says this area in Butler County, has uh, Butler County, Ohio, has more donut shops per capita than almost anywhere else in the country. Can you imagine eating that many donuts? No. 12? Well, maybe it's like a wine tasting and you take a bite and you spit it out. <laughs> just mm. let, this is a delicious it around coconut a glaze. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you just spit it in a bucket, like a wine tasting, and there's just a, wow, a bucket of broke. half-eaten donuts. <laughs> like sideways, but for donuts. Yeah, that could be. That's a good idea, maybe. A Florida man who stabbed a friend in the thigh told police he was just using a knife to open his beer and it slipped. 
Victim has a different story, though. 34-year-old Anel Torna Morales says he and some friends were drinking at another buddy's house when he was approached in the kitchen by 46-year-old Guillermo Oliva. He says Oliva walked right up to him, grabbed a fillet knife, and plunged it into his thigh. <laughs> he told police, no argument. The guy just stabbed him for no reason. He did uh, require several stitches to close the wound. Meanwhile, the stabber turned himself into police but insisted he was just using the knife to open a beer and somehow this guy got stabbed in the leg. He was arrested and charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Last time I go drinking over at that guy's house. <laughs> Finally, the estranged wife of movie producer Harvey Weinstein is opening up for the first time since he was accused of sexual misconduct. Georgina Chapman spoke with Vogue about the humiliation she felt in the days following the accusations and how it impacted her health. Chapman has two kids with Harvey and says she thought they had a happy marriage she says she doesn't feel like a victim and doesn't want to be viewed as one and adds that she is now starting over. Partly sunny upper 60s for the high today, much more seasonal. It's 52 a day. It's more dangerous to be a fan now and less dangerous to be a player. <laughs> and I mean, the players, they, they, oh, Troy, by the way, not to switch gears, but Troy Aikman had the best point. He said, just don't let them wear helmets anymore. Like yeah. they did back in the day. Give them the old leather things and then let them, let them bowl it. Oh. I All think right. that would still be kind of fun to watch. Take the pads away. There would be some pads. pretty Then you just don't injuries. run with yeah. reckless abandon into yeah. somebody. But, we, but they would. But then the announcers would be like, and there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. There's Billy Crazy Legs Hash. <laughs> Get, take it back to the 40s. You know? Just give him those big inflated like yeah. leather like you know, pig bladders that they would have to carry around. <laughs> but I, I think I think even as violent a kidney, or as dangerous kidney. as some of the stadiums are here, they're nowhere near. Near as dangerous as the soccer stadiums Agreed. over in Europe. Agreed. They're oh, in starting Europe. Oh, yeah. straight up fires in the stands. So people crazy. are dying. Like a lot of people die every year. Yeah. Would you rather get in a fight with like your average soccer hooligan or a Raiders? Oh, fan hooligan all day. Life? I'll take a hooligan. hooligan. Give me 10 hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> Give me ten. I'll, t I'll take the Swedish kiss headbutt to the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting hit with a blackjack yeah. piece of lead wrapped in, in leather. Yeah, That's how hooligans boots. roll. Yeah. I don't want to get knifed up by a shank <laughs> and my face axed out. A dude like, with praying hands yeah. tat on his neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like get my get a big X on my face like I'm a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get stabbed for dry snitching <laughs> or reckless eyeballing, like you know. For Trets, uh, set tripping that you can do that, you know, just because I got a, a jersey on. I'll take a hooligan all day. The hooligans do it old school. If you're you coming from the shoulder, up. yeah, I, listen, if I would rather fight who, uh, all right, if we're just coming from the shoulder, I'll go with, I'll, I'd rather fight the gangbangers because I don't think they really throw hands. Like a hooligan will get down from the shoulder. But if you're talking about risking your life, Right. I, I'll take I'll take the boot stomping from the hooligans over getting shot and knifed up. They That's seem to stop. They like if if movies or YouTube is has any you know uh, truth to it. It seems that a, a hooligan beating stops once you've lost, and then you get one more shot from yeah, them. They get you get the one to grow on. Yeah. By, by the way, um, <clears throat> why are these our only choices though? Like, how about just go to the game with my kid and enjoy it? Can I, can I do that? No, no, no. It's Brett Earns too. Uh, is it he? is uh, a part of the new Cobra Kai series on YouTube Red, which already got renewed for a season two. Oh, man. I That's how popular this. it was right off the bat. Did you watch it yet? No, I'm, I'm going to try to get into it this weekend. Yeah. 
Well, there's a lot of rain on the schedule, so I feel like I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. able to see it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having the excuse of rain to uh, sit in front of the television mm-hmm. this weekend. And not watch hockey. And Yeah, and it won't be necessarily hockey. Uh, Brett, hilarious, though. Brett, he oh, was, of course, so funny. a part of our DVE Comedy Festival a couple of years ago. Speaking of that, uh, another DVE Comedy Fest alumni, Chris Porter, will be in studio a little bit later on this morning. Porter. Porter live at the improv all weekend long. And you want one. Can't to... recommend going to see him enough. No, uh, seconded. He is an absolute killer. Funniest dude. He'll be at the improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Improv.com to get your tickets to see Chris. Mike Pursuit has got your sports coming up here in just a little bit. Tommy Maddox has weighed in <laughs> on the Ben Roethlisberger. Mason Rudolph controversy. Tommy Gunn. The voice you didn't know you needed to hear. (laughs) Back from the dead. Tommy Maddox has weighed in. Wait till you hear what he's up to these days. How about this? Good good stuff from uh, Tommy down in Texas. I like that he weighed in. You know what? It probably made him feel good to give Ben a little bit of a... A little turn. Nice little little turn screw there. What's he doing? Waste management? What's he got going on? <laughs> also, Game 7 last night doesn't go so well for the uh, for the catfish chuckers. Woo! Pekka. Pekka got run. Limp Glad. Pekka. Pekka run All right, Mike's got your sports <laughs> next. This DVE Sports. Mike Persuda with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports is out brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's the Bucks and the Giants tonight at PNC Park. It's the Bucks against Andrew McCutcheon. 705, the time of your first pitch. Andrew Suarez for San Francisco. He's one and one with a 3.06 ERA. And Jamison Tyone for the Buccos, two and three, four point four two. But all eyes will be on Andrew McCutcheon the former face of the Pirates franchise who was traded in the offseason, one of the deals that enraged the fan base along with the <laughs> Garrett Cole trade to Houston. But uh, the Pirates have survived it, at least so far. They check in tonight at 21-16. and 16. They're in third place in the NL Central, a game behind the division-leading St. Louis Cardinals, and the Giants are 19-19, and 19, third in the National League West Division, five and a half games behind Arizona. Pirates have won three in a row, and they're kind of doing it the way the formula says you're supposed to do it. They are 10-5 and five at home and 11-11 11 and 11 on the road. You go 500 on the road, take two out of three at home, and you're in the postseason, right? It's, uh, it's worked for a long time. McCutcheon uh, will bring a 250 batting average to the plate tonight. Uh, three home runs and 14 RBI. He's got a 377 on base percentage, a 757 uh, OPS, 24 walks, the uh, prominent statistic on his resume, 31 strikeouts and 21 runs scored. His replacement in left field, Corey Dickerson's hitting 323 with five homers and 26 RBI. He's got a 361 on base percentage, 895 slugging, eight walks, 14 strikeouts, and 20 runs scored. And the Pirates uh, tweeted yesterday that for everyone who has been asking, Yes, there will be a tribute video for Andrew McCutcheon. Oh. <laughs> Get the tissues out. Oh, boy. You just traded this guy. Uh, it's so hilarious. Is that me. how the tribute video ends? Don't spoil it. I don't get it. Thanks for everything. 
We kicked you out. Yes, we'd rather not have you on our team. But, gee, that was fun five years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> That's so funny. I know we've already talked about this way too much, you know, as far as Kutch's departure. But for me, I think it people were enraged because it symbolized the end of an era and a breaking of that promise of the future. Whenever they were talking about, oh, we're, we're going to compete for World Series and this is going to it was like when he's gone, that that's the end of that. That's yeah. they. We never got there. I guess, except it might have been just been a smart baseball move because he's this just in. He's not the National League MVP anymore. Again, it's not his. It's not his batting average. Yeah. That's not what people were pissed about. Yeah. Now we've we've gone over that a bunch about why people were really pissed. You you know you can argue why why it was a good baseball move. I mean, two years ago, he was a straight up a cancer in the locker room. I mean, yes. he, he was a total pain in the ass, yes. and he was dragging the team down, and he was in a massive slump yeah. uh, that he seemed to barely pull himself out of. Yeah. He's not that great a fielder anymore, either. And he seems to have uh, lost a, a step in the Pi- la- past Pirates couple of years. wanting to play him in left field instead of center field, and then the Marte thing happened, and it ended up right not happening. But... Um, it's it's not what went out; it's what didn't come back, and what never does. And yeah. if except Corey Dickerson's doing pretty well. Not that he was. Oh in, yeah, he's he a was, player. I he like was not that. in the McCutcheon trade, but Mm-mm. that's the guy they went out and got. And I like Moran too. They're better off, right? At least so far. Right, all right. So you got Moran playing every day, and Cole played every five. You know, there are people who will defend the moves, but again, Garrett Cole is now tearing it up down there, and he's in a place where he believes he can win, and that matters. It matters to these guys. He slammed the organization when he got to Houston. Yes, he did. Slammed the Pirates. You think there'll be a tribute video? If they do, I hope they (laughs) include him slamming the Pirates at the end of it. It is kind of funny. It's like, you know. Actually, I don't think they're playing them this year, so I don't think uh, There's no intraleague. uh, They're not playing that division. God, he he already has like 70 strikeouts. But it is like your wife kicking you out of the house, and when you come over to visit the kids, she has a tribute video for you. You're like, are you kidding me? These things are out of hand. I, you know, you I, hate the tribute videos. I like it when the guy's retired. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's appropriate when he's wearing the uniform to, of the team you're playing, and he's trying to beat your ass that night. But they're trying to sell tickets tonight. Yes. They are trying to sell tickets. Yes, and this isn't a tribute video for Craig Adams. You know, I mean, it's not like... Uh, Adam LaRoche is coming back, and they're doing a tribute video. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. One of the most decorated players in Pirates history. It's pretty funny, though, because... But he's still playing. People And they will, didn't want him. <laughs> right. People will go to pay tribute to Andrew McCutcheon by rewarding the club that kicked him out. <laughs> we'll show them. That's what we're counting on, baseball fans. Yeah. Buy some beers while you're at it. I, I may, We I, figured out a way <laughs> to... Have Andrew McCutcheon bring people to the ball yard without having to pay him. Don't tell us how pissed off at us you are. Tickets are twenty three ninety five. Better go tonight. Yeah, because it's going to rain all weekend, right? Weather's going to be real bad. Tomorrow. I'm going tonight. I may go tonight. But here's why I'm going because it's Friday night and I don't have to worry about Game One of the Eastern Conference right, Final. Yeah. And I'm going to the ballpark. And I would be going if they were playing the Reading Royals. I'm going to the game and I'm going to stand up, probably be in left field at the bar. You know those tabletops oh, at, the, I do. at the back of the section? And, yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to have a couple cold ones and enjoy the great game of baseball. Yeah. No better way to enjoy the great game of baseball than by standing underneath the bleachers and drinking beer. 
Well, no, you can stand at the back of the bleachers and still watch the game. Oh, okay. But there's That's a, right. There's a bar right behind you. There is. Oh, I know where you're talking. You don't have to wait for the vendor. Yeah. You don't have to go wait in the line at the concession stand. Are you talking about underneath or up top? No, up top. Okay, up top. You know, yeah. the two, there's the yeah. lower section and then the, like, kind of the upper left field yeah. right under the scoreboard. Okay. It used to be out back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. I used to love going to that out yeah. back. It's oh, just, yeah. Get a nice blooming onion. Why not? It's just a bar now. Hey, that's a good deal. Inning ends, turn around, go to, hey, bartender. Two, please. Then boom, back at the game. Sounds like a good deal for you, Mike. It's a tremendous deal. If you don't mind standing, which I don't, I just, I, <laughs> I like having a little elbow room. You're not going to have a good view of the video, though. The no, I'll probably go take a leak when it comes on. Hopefully they'll play it in the bathroom. I don't <laughs> think they're that sophisticated. <laughs> You they don't know. have his face on the urinal cakes, do they? Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll, 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 I'll text you tonight when I get there. I'm surprised someone hasn't put Nutting's face in the urinals at PNC yeah. Park. And I just I just want to clarify, I'm, I'm not <laughs> doing backflips that I don't have to pay close attention to the Eastern Conference Final if I don't want to. But, no, yeah, no, that's... But I don't. Right. I you're just had... pointing out you don't have to work, so you're yeah. going gonna to relax. So I'm, I'm starting my summer a little earlier than I did the last two years. Yeah, people can uh, stop... Pounding out that email of hatred towards Mike now. Steelers uh, <laughs> will be hosting their rookies for rookie minicamp this weekend. Uh, they're on the field today, tomorrow, and Sunday on the south side. A couple of more signings yesterday. Fifth-round pick Marcus Allen, the safety from Penn State, and seventh-rounder Josh Frazier, defensive tackle from Alabama. Those come on the heel of Wednesday signing of Jalen Samuels, the H-back from North Carolina State that the Steelers are going to play at running back. No uh no drama yet. OTAs aren't for a little while. This is just the rookies. So we can't all surround Mason Rudolph <laughs> and say, was Ben mean to you? But Tommy Maddox has weighed in on it, courtesy of Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. He tracked down Tommy, and he said... Uh, wasn't he, hard to do if you were a defensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I think Ben will treat him with respect. <laughs> His number one goal is to get ready to play and help the team be successful. I've heard a lot of people say he owes mentorship. That kind of thing gets into a little bit of a slippery slope. His job is to win football games right now. But with that said, I think everybody in the locker room, the more it gets long, the better the team is going to be. He said, sooner or later, your day will come. And someone else will be playing. For many guys, that's hard to consider, but it's coming eventually. He's a baseball coach in Texas now, and he was just about the nicest guy. I love Tommy. Yeah, he was. He was very uh, easy to deal with when he was here. He he was hilarious, and it, it was funny because they used to jag him because they thought he sounded like a Tino Martino character that I used to do on the on the show, like you know, whenever that was, two thousand three or whatever that was. Uh, and so he wouldn't talk around me. He would just keep his mouth. He would go, <laughs> so like, and he would try to not laugh because he didn't sound that much like him, but he sounded enough like him that he didn't want to talk and get any, uh, give me any bullets. Mm-hmm. But he was the, he was the, the nicest guy and he was great. And he picked the fan base up in a big way. And, and those, he, the he, Tommy Maddox years were fun. He threw the ball. Oh yeah. They were a lot of fun, man. Coming out of that Cordell Kent Graham debacle. <laughs> Who could forget the great comeback against Cleveland in the playoffs? Tommy, uh, Tommy Gunn. That was amazing. How, what was the uh, the point differential there? Was it twenty one? It had to be. It was a lot in the twenties. 
God. That was the Randall L game too, right? When he uh, he scored and slid into the end zone, didn't he? Uh, Fumatu Mafala scored. Maddox, uh, as legend has it, gave a big speech at halftime. They're way down. And, you know, one of those. If anybody doesn't think we're going to win this game, stay in here. And he had his moments. I think he set a nice bridge from uh, complete slappiness at quarterback to the to the franchise <laughs> to quarterback. Yeah, he was he was cool, man. Your uh, President's Trophy winning uh, Nashville Predators are history. Winnipeg wins Game Seven last night, five to one in Nashville. Tyler Myers at eight forty one, and Paul Stastny at ten forty seven of the first period. Two of the worst goals you will ever see. Leaky. After that, uh, Predators head coach Peter Laviolette had seen enough of President Trophy finalist Pekka Rene. He got yanked. Think that was premature? No. Two goals. Seemed a bit harsh. He, but hey, what are you going to do when Rene you got a leaky terrible. Pekka? Yeah, you got to get rid of it. And the team wasn't <laughs> playing very well either. So, you know, that didn't lose them the game. They got one goal at home in the game seven. By the way, uh, Tommy Maddox, 17 point comeback. Against the Browns. And uh, 36-33 was the final. And the Fuamatu Ma'afala three-yard touchdown with 54 seconds left was the game winner. That was after the Browns threw the ball on third down when they were trying to run the clock out. And Dennis Northcutt dropped it. Your Browns OC that day? Oh, uh, I was going to say. Bruce Arians. Was it really? They trailed 17-7 at half, 24-7 in the third quarter, and 33-21 with just over 10 minutes left. Tommy brought him back. Who was that? Was that Kelly Holcomb? Was that Tim Couch? Who was uh, quarterback? I think it was, I think it was Holcomb. It was Kelly Holcomb. Yeah. God, how do you guys remember this much detail about a game? I don't know, but I can't remember my wedding anniversary. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. DV. It's the DVE morning show. Let me ask you this. What if Kutch gets up tonight, first at bat, goes yard, rips it? Does the crowd cheer? Yes. No question. I think the crowd goes nuts. I think it'll be kind of like a, oh, like a, oh. Oh, no. (laughs) You see what you miss, nutting? Look what you let go. Who's the starting pitcher tonight? Jameson Tyone. Tyone. Nice. Who's been either... Dominant or really shaky? Well, you know what? Get out and enjoy the uh, Buccos if you can tonight because it looks like it's going to be a pretty rainy weekend. You might be dodging some raindrops tonight. But uh, a friend of mine sent me this yesterday because she had not heard it before. And, of course, I remember this fondly, the band Kian, who has the definitive Pittsburgh rain anthem. Memphis made the rockabilly famous. Chicago's got a lonely when that blows. Out in California, they're making movies. And all the girls are taking off their clothes. Manhattan is an island that won't sleep. And Atlanta's just a memory in my mind. But often I find myself in Pennsylvania. We're drinking beer is a productive waste of time. Pittsburgh makes me drunk and that's a fact. And every time I leave, I'm sure I won't be welcome back. Well, I rave and rant and I lose my pants and it always ends the same. 
Pittsburgh makes me drunk and then it rains. Pittsburgh makes me drunk and then it rains. Seattle is rather fond of flannel. Rice is the San Francisco treat. Las Vegas is full of drugs and hookers. But Las Vegas is too far away for me. Philadelphia is full of jerks and a-holes. Florida's where they all will move to die. But I'll be getting drunk for seven dollars in a classy little joint on the south side. Pittsburgh makes me drunk and that's a fact. And every time I leave, I'm sure I won't be welcome back. But I rave and rant and I lose my pants and it always ends the same. Pittsburgh makes me drunk and then it rains. Pittsburgh makes me drunk and then it rains. Yep, the DVE Morning Show. Kian, and uh, I believe, if I have this right, Patrick with uh, Halloran, I believe, was the lead singer of Kian, and he passed away. And in uh, performing a benefit in his memory, the guys from Bastard Bearded Irishman got together for the first time, and it was supposed to be a one-off. And it was paying, paying tribute to Patrick that they actually ended up becoming a fully formed band. Does that sound right, Mike? I know you said yeah, Reed just, wrote about it, right? I just reached Bay. He just did a story on them not long ago, and uh, it detailed that. And I believe they still do that uh, benefit every year. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. The they were a great band. They were in the coffee house a, a few times. I remember that they was, did live shows with us back in the day, and they were they were great. But that, that song was just it's a it's a classic. It's a classic, man. Pittsburgh makes me drunk, and then it rains. Yeah, we got, played that a lot. Oh, back for, in the day, for sure. I hadn't heard it in so long. Yeah. Um, Val has your news coming up here in just a little bit. What do you got for us, Val? Well, everybody gets pissed off at the cable company. I'll tell you how one woman got back at them. Big music weekend here in Pittsburgh with the Millvale Music Festival. Andrea Penningis and Brian Crawford, organizers of the event, stopping in uh, in the next 15 minutes or so to tell you what's going on in Millvale and how you can be a part of it. Sean Collier reviewing Life of the Party uh, and uh, breaking in. Also, Chris Porter live in studio coming up this morning. One of the the funniest dudes in the uh, in the stand up world. No doubt. I don't know how else to say that. That was, that was a dumb way to say. He's it. awesome. That's a good way yeah, to say. He's it. hilarious. He's really funny. He's stand really good world. at stand up. Yeah, I prefer the sit down world. Go see him. Yeah, Val's. There you go. Get out to the improv. <laughs> Do what Val said. Four one two four six two five two three three improv dot com to get tickets to see Chris Porter this weekend. Don't miss out on that. Eris Paul band. 
performing live for you in the coffee house later this morning as well. Val's got your news when we return. Felt good about myself the other day. Got a glass of water. No straw. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is I was, when I was down at uh, New Orleans last weekend, my buddies who are originally from Pittsburgh and they live in California now. And uh, someone asked me for like, do you want a straw? And I go, no. I go, you know, it's a big thing going on in Pittsburgh right now. I don't want you to wear <laughs> to use straws. They go, dunce. It's a big thing that's been going on everywhere else for the last yeah. five years. And I was like, well, well we it not. just got to Pittsburgh, We're okay? We're a little behind. We're not using okay. straws now. Give us a pat on the back. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. We are, we're, we're strawless. I don't know how much that will catch on. I did see something yesterday. That might be a little bit of an overcorrection. I understand, and Val, this is a cause near and dear to your heart. And after I watched the Rachel Carson documentary last night, I feel especially environmentally woke. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the purging of straws that uh, appears to be happening. <laughs> yes. People won't use straws anymore. One solution I've seen, uh, and I can't remember where I saw it. It was on, might have been a Facebook ad. I don't know. Uh, is a keychain that you pop it open and it has a straw that unfolds so it is your everywhere straw huh it's your everywhere everything straw anybody you use see it for drinks cocaine any, whatever you need <laughs> anybody see any problems with lugging a straw around with you in everywhere your purse in your pants and right I think Italian oven was way ahead of its time with the pasta straws. There you go. Eat, well, I mean, eat the straw. Yeah, and I've seen stories about paper straws and metal straws. And, and we Is life that dependent on a straw? People have they're sensitive pretty, teeth. They're pretty awesome. People. I mean, straws are good. Here's what I don't like. You know, like those Yeti coolers? Uh-huh. And they have the straw that's like built in like... The spout. The spout. Yeah. It's built like into the, to the cap on yeah. top. Then you got to clean the spout. I saw a nurse using one of those in a medical facility, and I was just thinking, how many germs just catch on to that spout that you have? Where you're, you're, <laughs> right. you're just leaving your wet saliva as like a catch-all, and it's like a fly trap for germs just sitting there, and you're walking around checking on people. How are you doing, Mr. Henderson? Dysentery in check today? <laughs> okay. <Well. laughs> then it okay, would be- then. I'm going to take my 96-ounce Diet Coke over to the <laughs> desk. <laughs> It would be the same for patients, though, because they have all. It's all. There's always a cup with a straw in it on a patient's. For sure. You know, table. I know, but that seems tray. temporary. That's like it's it's in your uh, sprite, and then it's <laughs> you know once you're done with that, you're done. Your apple this, juice. This thing you're carrying it around all day. Was it a big like beer tub type with a handle? It was this one. It was this oh, yeah. Yeti oh, that okay. I Huge. I I bring my coffee in in the morning, which is like yeah. a coffee's version of the big gulp. Yeah. It's a half a pot of coffee, basically, like in a big vat. So whatever. Those things keep it cold or hot forever. I know. Right? Well, I don't fill it up all the way. A because it's way too much coffee to drink. B because it spilled all over my car. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Right. I'm a dummy. Here's the other thing about straws. For as much as adults are trying to, you know, maybe taper off how much they use them, kids, they don't care at all. Nope. If there, if we go to have a place that has a straw dispenser, my kids are going up like, wham, 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 wham. I mean, they're empty in the clip. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're the ones who have the most to lose. They're the ones who can be walking on straws when right. they go to the beach. With no animals because they, they ate care. all the plastic. We should be the ones who don't care. And yet, 
I believe the children of the future, so That's I am right. strawless. Sensitive teeth and all. I'll deal with it. Just go drink ahead. lukewarm water. Just go like this. <laughs> what you got to do? Just may- wrap the lips around. Also, I think you drink too much when you have a straw. Really? Yeah. Drink it too fast. You drink too fast. I think it's like a, uh, you get... Uh, Excited? Uh, yeah. But it's like a biological imperative that you have. You're like, I'm drinking water now. I have to get the most. You're like the uh, wildebeest at the trough. It's almost too efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Way too much. I don't know. I don't see straws going away as much as everybody wants them to. I just don't see it happening. No, probably not. Once fast food places start figuring out what to do with them. The paper straw. <laughs> I'm getting heebie-jeebies just thinking about like putting paper. In Didn't you own. have a little? I remember as a little kid having paper straws, but I don't remember if it, it wasn't school. I don't think. How could paper straws work? I don't know. They're like I don't know if they're wax coated, like you know, a uh, milk carton or mm-hmm. something. Oh, good. I don't remember paper straws that are shellacked. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's healthy. <laughs> Who invented the straw? When did straw? When did no that idea. become some uh, rich guy? No, I mean it wasn't like George Washington wasn't like you know. Pardon me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like when did the straw become in vogue? Some fat guy that was wanted to drink a beverage in bed. He's like, how great is this? <laughs> <laughs> probably started it with soup. Somehow, I think it was William Howard Taft. I don't know why I'm insistent that it's a president. The drinking straw, according to Wikipedia, was invented in 1888. Okay. Post-Lincoln. By who? Uh, William Marvin C. Stone. (laughs) First straw was made out of stone. All right, so that's... Used for drinking beer, probably to avoid the solid byproducts of fermentation that sink to the bottom. There it is. Drinking beer with a straw. Oof. Huge belches. Huge. Huge belches if you drink beer with a straw. People are just getting ripped. (laughs) It's 1888. What do I care? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this has been good straw talk. Val's got news now. Also in the Wikipedia listing, plastic straws amount for a significant amount of unrecycled plastic waste. As a result, numerous campaigns have led to companies such as McDonald's reverting to paper straws. Oh, they do have paper straws. Well, then isn't that nice? That's according to Wikipedia. All right. Randall, Val, Mikey, and Crow, <laughs> this has been great straw talk. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Pretty incredible. Didn't Medical somebody grow advances. a penis on their arm one time? I think so. Yeah. Uh, like a sex change person. God, that had to be awkward to shake his hand. You know, it's just dangling around, flippity flopping flop. around. <laughs> Got to go long sleeves till you yeah, get that thing. Right. Uh, yeah, can't tank top yeah. that one. No, you got to wear a compression sleeve or something when you go out. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Sunday you could go to tea with your mom or brunch, or you could take her to Hooters for free wings. Once again, Hooters is giving away a complimentary entree that includes either wings, sandwiches, salads. That's from their special Mother's Day menu that's free with any drink purchase. So, uh, happy Hooters Day, Mom. Uh, study shows Mother's Day You really want to show Mom you love her. ...is expected to top $23 billion in the U.S. The National Retail Federation says nearly 9 out of 10 Americans will celebrate Mother's Day, and each person will spend an average of about 180 bucks, which is 
different from another story I did this week that said like $88 is what people will spend on mom. Are there even any Hooters left in Pittsburgh? There was one in Monroeville. I think it's closed because I was out there not too long ago and I thought, oh. That Hooters shut down. Is the band Hooters still touring? Uh, I think they're uh, they have defunct. They are defunct. That's too bad. Underrated band. Hooters and the Blowfish. Boy, I, let me tell you what it, the the Bon Journey minded people out there who are looking for <laughs> a cover band. Oh yeah, Hooters and the Blowfish. Holy cow! You just sign me up. You just do tours around the different Hooters. People are getting their oh, wings being <laughs> Yeah, Sure. I didn't even think there were very many of those left. I really didn't. So many restaurants have popped up that are just like tilted kilt type stuff. Mm-hmm. That place got that's got Is shut it, down. I was going to say, because there was one in Robinson. I think it shut down, too. Did it? The one on the North Shore was quite possibly hired the dumbest people I've ever oh. like had to contend with in my life. We went there after the polar plunge one year. Did you go? I don't know. I thought we went to Bettis that. No, way. then you must not have been there that year, or you didn't, there. or you didn't go to, to the after. Yeah, I didn't party. go to the after thing. Do you remember we asked Awful. Ike what he did after games, and he said, "I'll go to the tilted kilt." And we said, "Why do you like it there?" And he said, "Cause all the kilts is tilted." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he did spell it out for us. Uh, and finally, Ariana Grande and Pittsburgh's own Mac Miller are no longer a couple. I didn't know they were a couple. I, again. First the Penguins, now Mac Miller. How much more suffering are we going to have to endure? Two and a half years they dated. Her dad has to be so happy. (laughs) I mean, no offense to Mac. (laughs) Could be a very nice gentleman. No, I'm sure he's great. I'm just saying. She's like, can't you just date one of the Jonases? She has a (laughs) Disney-esque quality about her. Yes. Am I wrong? No, I think she was... Wasn't she a, in in the Disney Kids? I'm not sure. Mm, I don't know. She was definitely like a child actress. She seems like that, yeah. And Mac does not seem like one of the Disney Kids. That's all. That's all I'm getting no. at. Partly sunny upper 60s for the high today. It's 53 at DVE. Mac will bounce back. Maybe Mac will do the Millvale Music Festival next year. This year, <laughs> no room because it is jam packed. It's uh, this weekend, today, and tomorrow. In Millvale, and a huge lineup joining us right now: Andrea Pinigas and uh, Brian Crawford, organizers of the event. How you guys doing? Wonderful, right Man, on. Wait. First of all, congratulations on putting together an enormous music festival. So, how many bands do you have? So we are saying over 150 for Millville's 150th anniversary, but the actual number is 200 bands, wow. as well as Whoa. 20 plus artists for an arts festival we're adding uh-huh. this year and street performers is as well. 200 bands too many i don't think so oh, yeah because people love it people were telling me last year they came up to us we had 119 last year uh-huh. and everyone said that uh, they hadn't heard you need 81 more you need 81 more exactly so. <laughs> my one complaint one complaint <laughs> i'd like 81 more bands well, we wanted to get over 150 for millville's 150th anniversary right. we just thought it was just like something that just Fitting. made sense and it was something we strived for and i'm thrilled because a lot of the bands that are on the festival this year, I have not heard before. So it's going to be an opportunity for me to... But you tested them out, right? You didn't, like, you gave them a listen. You weren't just like, oh, you're a band? 
you can have the main stage. Yeah, there's a big <laughs> process that goes through. Jonathan right. Kilback is the booking manager for the festival, and he works with a few people, uh, Sarah Kramer as well. Awesome. In putting together the, the event, and they put together a ton of hours. Last year was his full-time job, basically. Oh, now. no kidding. So, yeah. Are you uh, able to enjoy any of the shows, or are you guys just running around trying to make sure everything goes off without a, a, a hinge? Last year I saw one song, and uh. it was from the Knox Boys at the Gap Park stage. And that's all I got to see. I was <laughs> running from, from space to space. Actually, you guys have Eris Paul coming on later today. Mm-hmm. There's a funny story with him. I was at the Good Time Bar in Millville, which is our furthest out venue. And I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. He comes by. He says, I'm here to play the, the show later today. I tell him, you're not at Good Time Bar. You're at Happy Day. No, no, I'm at Good Time Bar. He pulls out his phone. He goes to show me. I said, no, no I, I believe you, because I'm grabbing bands at the last minute trying to fill in some of the solo performers, because uh-huh. we didn't have enough mm-hmm. of them. So we get in his car and drive to Happy Day, and we get him there just in time to get on the stage <laughs> right to on. perform, oh, wow. and, and we kept the festival <laughs> going. So, yeah, it's it's just, uh, I'm, I go around and put out fires. That's my job. <laughs> Andrea's going to be at the Young Artist stage at the library the entire time, so she'll probably actually get to see music. Yeah, I'll get to is, see all the great. bands. Okay, so. before we get to Andrea, the, your stage, uh, first of all, uh, Brian, tell me, like, how many stages do you have? Will this be easy for people to navigate? Because there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of there big is. name bands that go along with all of these uh, uh, these new bands. There is, yeah, and it is going to be easy to navigate if you follow all of the tools. So if you go to millvillemusic.org, we have the schedule all listed there. Okay. We also have a map there. The map is Google Maps integrated. Okay. And you can click each venue, get voice navigation to the venue. Wow. The yeah, the shuttle stops are listed on the venue. You can actually see we we have two shuttle buses that'll be traveling from parking locations into town. There's a and that's provided by Z Trip. There's a taxi cab stand there provided by Z Trip as well. Bike racks from bike pittsburgh mm-hmm. all of that's on the map so you can find anything including the food trucks if you want to go to a specific food truck it's listed on the map you can navigate wow. to it through google the schedule you can actually click the band that you're interested in seeing on the schedule and add it to your google calendar and create your own schedule of events where your phone will then notify mm-hmm. you when the band is coming up that I you want guess. to see oh that's awesome wow yeah. so if you're hammered in the good time bar yes <laughs> maybe you'll get a, a reminder that you're supposed to be over at Mr. Smalls to see meeting to of important that. people exactly okay so who are some of the big name bands that you're looking forward to that people uh, whose names people might know that are playing this weekend yeah you mentioned meeting of important people they're great John, um, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors awesome. are performing. Yeah, that's amazing. Gene the Werewolf, who I know is on awesome. your guys' station oh, all yeah. the time. They're going to be uh, wrapping up the Gap Park stage. So we have bands everywhere. Uh, Max Out is going to be on the Strange Roots Brewing stage. Uh, tonight we have the Food Truck Park event, which is our opening night. And I'm really excited because the Optimists are opening that up. And my... Uh, company, which we we do online uh, local music streaming and podcasting, they were actually at an event where I met my business partners. So they kind of were at the launch of my business, and now they're launching oh, the cool. first night of the music festival. It's so. come full circle for you, there, Brian. All right, now Andrea, you are at the, uh, the which stage? The I'm at the um, Millville Community Library. Okay, and my stage are the young artists of okay. Pittsburgh. So this is a this is an important thing to you. You used to do this at Rant, also correct? Yes, at the Rant Festival, mm-hmm. which was the Rock All Night Tour in 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 Lawrenceville. That they're taking a year off and they're coming back next year. Correct. So this is very cool because when I was a kid, if there was something, I would have. This would have been like my year long goal to strive to 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 get to play this stage. 
So what are the age ranges of some of the kids in the bands playing on this stage? 13 to 18. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and they're really good. I mean, these, yeah. th- this is, I'm always touting them as the future of Pittsburgh music on the stage. So we need people to come and, and support them. Okay. And it's not a publicity thing. They get paid. Every band at the Milford Music Festival gets paid, including the young artists wow. as well. That's awesome. that's a really good deal. Uh, all right, so who are what are the names of some of the? Let's give them some uh, some love here. The young bands. So there's going to be this um, School of Rock House Band. Okay. There's Wonderment, and um, there will be Wonderment, Electric Army, Calber, um, Sun, um, Sunburst School of Music. Nice. Chasing the Sun and Snowdonia. There you go. I mean, that is pretty cool. All right. What? Also, uh, there's an arts festival in addition to the music festival yes. happening concurrently. This is all in Millvale this weekend. It is. All right. Yeah, it's it's great. And this it's is rain or shine for the outdoor stuff. It is. We're, we're doing uh, sun dances and everything else. And I'll tell you, Randy, last year it was supposed to rain on the day of the festival, and they had predicted that all the way up until the morning of the festival and it spat on a few people out on Bowerline Street, one of our outdoor stages, and it wasn't even enough to send anyone away. So we're being positive. All right. We think it's going to happen. You might only get spat on. We only That's make right. it spat on. Yes. <laughs> That's not a bad I've deal. I've been spat on in Millville before. Yeah, big deal. Uh, so what's the total number of stages you have? Uh, 24 stages. Holy cow. What time's the earliest band go on? So 11 a.m. Today? Uh-huh. No, uh, for for Saturday oh, okay. today, five p.m. for okay. the food truck park. Yeah, I was gonna. And say. I will be hosting that stage, so you can come down and uh, check it out, and I will be there on stage introducing the bands and doing all of that good stuff. Very right. cool. Now, Andrew, who did you bring with you here? This is my son Luke. Okay, he will be in three of the bands. He is wow. in Wonderman. Dude, <laughs> three of the Rock bands. Yep. Hold on, Luke. did you just throw a stage so your kid can be in a bunch of bands? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like it. Three well, of them. He's a bassist. Everybody needs a bassist, <laughs> okay. right? All right? I do so, play guitar in Sedonia, though. So yeah, he does play guitar. In, but right. he will be in. Um, he will be in the School of Rock House Band, cool. Wonderment in Snowdonia. And how old are you? I am sixteen. Sixteen. How many? How long have you been playing in bands? Um. Well, I've been playing like bands uh, since twenty fourteen. So how long is that? Four years Four ago. Years. Yeah. All right. So you were a twelve year old kid. And you got a bad yeah. brain shirt on, so is that kind of the stuff you're playing? You playing a lot of like? Uh, I'm all across the board. Sure, I, mean, I, I love everything. Good much. brains, bad brains. Yeah, all the brains. <laughs> yeah, all the brains. Uh, all right, so you'll be playing at the uh, at the developmental stage. No, that's at the developmental stage. <laughs> you're 16. You are at the developmental stage, but you'll be performing <laughs> at the young, young artist young artist stage. Yeah. Okay, and you'll be getting paid. Oh yeah. Yes. Which is a bonus. That is yeah. pretty awesome. Three times more than anybody else. Brian, right. congratulations, man. This is quite an accomplishment for you. Thank you. Uh, to, to have had to uh, deal with this many bands had to be a uh, Herculean effort. So well, You know, we meet every other week for an entire year, so, and most of our meetings are three-hour-long meetings. Wow. That doesn't include the side mm-hmm. meetings and all mm-hmm. of the work that goes on behind the scenes. So it's definitely a long-term event, and I can say... The bands are all getting paid, but not a single member of our committee gets paid. We're all volunteers putting wow. this together. It's a, wow. just Good a community. And you all live in Millvale? No. Most of us do. A lot of us do, but yeah. many uh, do not. Our, our booking person actually does not. He comes into Millville, and a lot of people. Andrea, she travels into Millville, so okay. we do have support from people outside of the town. Well, well done. Pittsburgh, thanks you for uh, for continuing uh, this kind of work, because this is awesome stuff. It's a great excuse to hang out in Millville this weekend. The Millville Music yeah, Festival is. starting tonight at 5 o'clock, going through tomorrow. And once again, the website people 
can go to? Millvillemusic.org. All right. Congrats on uh, a great job you're putting this all together. Andrea, thanks so much. Thank you. All righty. Uh, on the way for you, Mike, proceed with your sports game. Seven wraps up last night uh, in the uh, Western Conference there, and uh, not so good for Pekka Rene. Also, Andrew McCutcheon coming back to town tonight for the Buccos, and Tommy Maddox has weighed in on the Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph controversy. So that's all uh, on the way for you. Plus, comedian Chris Porter live in studio this morning on DV. DVE Sports. Mike Masuda with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show, and Kutch is back. That he is. The San Francisco Giants visit the Pirates tonight at PNC Park, and the 2013 National League MVP will be in the house. Andrew McCutcheon coming in on a bit of an upswing. He's got a nine-game hitting streak. And he's reached base by either a hit or a walk in 20 straight games. McCutcheon didn't play yesterday afternoon in the Giants' series-ending loss at Philadelphia. But in his past six games, he's 8 for 20. That's a 400 batting average. And that's got his season average up to 250. That still trails his replacement in left field for the Pirates, Corey Dickerson, who's hitting 323. Dickerson also has more home runs than McCutcheon, 5 to 3. And more RBI, twenty six to fourteen. But uh, I'm imagining quite a reception for Andrew McCutcheon tonight, for sure. I mean, they're going to have a tribute video for him. They are. They. It is hilarious what they're going <laughs> to do to get the fans out there tonight. Seeing as how they jettisoned him to San Francisco to then celebrate. I, I bet he's pissed about that. I bet he, that video pisses him off. Not because the fans are going to get to show their appreciation. Because he'll see it as them capitalizing on him yet again. Which, uh, it's a business. It is. It's a he's, business. He's making a few bucks off he's that He's doing okay. But I'm just and, saying, uh, I bet he gets. I bet it pisses him off. Pirates are doing okay, too. And uh, not a lot of people thought they were going to, but they are. I'm and raising my hand. It's oh, I'm right there with you, Bill. But, you know, it's almost a quarter of the season now. 37 games. It's not a definitive stretch, but... It's not something you just blow off either. 21 and 16 is a really good start for them. And they're hitting the ball way more often than not. And their pitching hasn't you know, been completely smooth, but it shows some promise. Jameson Tyon on the mound tonight. Yes. Big, uh, big crowd expected at the ball yard. I would assume all weekend, but uh, we shall see. The, the weather, I think, has been a factor in their – Poor attendance so far, but I think the bigger factor has been the poor outlook and uh, general angst in the fan base. See if they can win some people over this weekend against the Giants. Steelers will be in action this weekend as well. They've got uh, rookie minicamp today, tomorrow, and Sunday. A couple of signings for the Steelers yesterday. Fifth-round safety Marcus Allen out of Penn State and seventh-round defensive tackle Josh Frazier from Alabama. Those signings come uh, in the wake of the Steelers coming to terms with fifth-round H-back Jalen Samuels. He was uh, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, Samuels was, in college at NC State. Uh, The Steelers call him a running back, but he catches a ton of passes. Hmm. A running back that catches a lot of passes. Wonder why they drafted him. Hmm. Get the tribute video ready. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Game seven last night in Nashville did not go well for the President's Trophy winning Predators. They get beat by the Winnipeg Jets 5-1. to one. Nashville season is over. Winnipeg advances to the Western Conference Final against Marc-Andre Fleury and the Vegas Golden Knights. It ended 5-1, to one, but the story was really told uh, in the first 10-plus uh, minutes of the first period when the Jets were able to get two past Pekka Rene on their first seven shots, and neither one of them was what you would call a good goal. In fact, both were what you would call hideous goals. Leaky Pekka is the worst Pekka. And that was it for Pekka. He got yanked. Castrated. At 10.47 of the first period. Did that have the effect, though, of uh, instilling panic in the team? I don't think it did. It can go either way. They got a, they got a power play goal from P.K. Subban about five minutes after that. It was 2-1, to one and the building was rocking again, and it uh, looked like Nashville was starting to find its legs. But... Uh, a late second period goal by uh, Mark Scheifele of Winnipeg made it 3-1. to one. And then halfway through the third period, Paul Stastny scored on the power play. And after that, it's 4-1. And you're just counting it down to the offseason at that point. A lot going around the Twitter sphere last night about how the Jets were trying to get Broussard. Or the, they were at least in the running. Didn't get him and then went for Stastny. They got Stastny. And, uh, and he's been pretty damn good for them. He had two goals and an assist last night. Yeah, that was... Uh, Big game Stastny. That that didn't get a lot of play as far as a significant uh, trade acquisition. But the right fit. And uh, Winnipeg goes to the conference final for the first time. First game seven win last night. Uh taking on Vegas, which is playing NHL hockey for the first time. That's a great matchup. Did you see that Marc-Andre Fleury got to meet his alter ego, Barc-Andre Furry? I saw the picture. I didn't investigate it. Yeah. He's trolling us to no end now. This this is too much. As our producer Joe Rikiki pointed out, Cat Murray didn't instill as much excitement in the Penguins fan base. <laughs> but well, cats are a little more cold. They're just independent. Could have gone Rat Murray. Could have gone Rat Murray. <laughs> but Bat, Bar- Bat Murray would have been fine great, too. Great at night game. Bark Andre Furry is. Uh, Bark Andre Furry has uh, more Instagram followers than I do. Of course he does. A tiny dog, named after a goalie. By the way, what happened to his poodles? Well, it's, it's not it's his. It's not his dog. Yeah, it's some. It's just another dog. He still okay. has Marcel and Jean Marie. Thank God. Yes. Does he, does he bring them up to Washington Mountain when he comes back? No, <laughs> Washington Mountain. Let's check that out. Uh, Cam Atkins' power play goal at 123 of overtime got Team USA past Latvia 3-2 to two in the World Championships yesterday in Denmark. The U.S. also got goals from uh, Chris Kreider and Colin White. 4-0 through four games, one of them in a shootout, and yesterday's in overtime, the U.S. is playing South Korea today at 2 o'clock. Jimmy Pack's team. In our quest to become champions of the world. On the way for you, comedian Chris Porter live in studio. He's at the Improv all weekend long. Our friend Sean Collier has some movie reviews for you. Eris Paul Band performing live. we got Workforce Cash, 1000 bucks at the top of every hour. Listen to the keyword. Text that keyword at 200-200. 
and you could win a thousand bucks. That's brought to you by rightcars.com. It's the DVE morning show, and our friend Chris Porter is back in town yeah. at the improv, yeah. and he's live in studio Good with night. us this morning. What's up, man? Living the dream, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, that really is the dream, to be in Pittsburgh mm. on a rainy May weekend. <laughs> I know. I was hoping really bad uh, to go to PNC on Sunday, but it sounds like it's going to be a washout. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. You never know. I mean, stuff changes so quickly here. Here's the good news for you. The hockey and comedy gods smiled upon you. Oh, I know. Yeah, they did. <laughs> not so much on you guys. It's okay. No. We got two cups. You know Yeah. Uh, our bellies are full. You're just sitting there polishing your cups like, <laughs> yeah, we'll take the year off. We yeah. ran out of confetti. Yeah. You guys go celebrate. <laughs> Absolutely. We're good. We're over here with these cups and these Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> you don't really have room for the rest of your shenanigans. So, um, yeah, I, you know, if we really want to win the cup next year, it's best we take this year off. Yeah. That's how we looked at it. That's got to be pretty great to have a team where you're just like, yeah, no, we'll probably get it next year. No, it's fine. <laughs> you're like the Patriots of hockey. Yeah. You're just like, we yeah, are. no, we'll, yeah, we didn't get this year's, but we'll get next year's. It's we, fine. We kind of have been. I mean, it's uh, it's been an embarrassment of riches for the, uh, for the uh, Penguins the last couple of years. How and are, people I, hate us now. That, but that's so great. Which is a nice feeling, yeah. That's like when say. you're a comic and that's how you know you're successful is when all your friends start to hate you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, how come you don't answer my phone calls? Because Steve started booking you and you're not that funny. <laughs> and I wrote your ketchup joke. You know I wrote it. <laughs> But your Royals uh, not uh, not exactly having a great start to the year. No, and it's probably gonna be a terrible middle and end too. Yeah. What? How, how did? How, That's a I mean, drive small you nuts? Mar- it's small market baseball. You save Pirates. up. You do. You go for the gusto. We went fourteen fifteen, and now we're gonna be terrible for five years. It's so annoying. That's yeah. kind of the Pirates' mo too. Nice yard though. What's that? Nice, nice stadium. Oh, it's a beautiful state. It's my happy place. Yeah. If if. If something ever happens to me, like if I ever get raped at Kauffman Stadium, I'll have nothing to think about. I'll have no happy place to go to. I'm like, you've ruined it. You've ruined, we're in my happy place. That is, that is your. Uh, what am I supposed to think place. of? It's your safe space. When terrible things are happening. I, <laughs> I thought so when they were good, that was just good for baseball. I was really having fun watching that team. I think any time a small market team is good, is good for baseball. Yeah. Because it's, it's David and Goliath. Yeah. When the Roy- mm-hmm. I was at the Angels game in 14 when we hadn't been to a playoff game in forever. And like we walked into Angel Stadium like all the fans, all the Angel fans were like, "Look at you. You did it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. Look at you. Isn't this great? You're in October baseball. And then by the end of the game they're like, "Don't look at me." Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. With your BS farm system club. <laughs> Oh, man. Game one. Game one. Because we won both of them. Game one, they're like, okay, you got one. Good, good for you. Game two, Angels fans were fighting each other. That's how oh, really? bad they were. Oh, that's awesome. The the most hilarious on-the-road experience I had as a, a Steeler fan was the, the Denver AFC Championship game, where I, at halftime, they were congratulating. Like, the game was over to them, and they were like, they didn't care. They're like, you know what? Good for you guys. Congratulations. I'm like... We'd be ter- you'd be in so many fights in Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. we, there's no way we'd be congratulating another team at halftime. Dude, that's one thing about Arrowhead Stadium. Like you asked me to go to a baseball game, I don't ask where the tickets are. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. You asked me to go to Arrowhead or any football game, 
I got to know where we are because if we're mm-hmm. in the upper level, I'm, nah, I'm good. Because especially in Arrowhead, those are cousins that are dating. And it's like anytime you ever see debaucherous events at Arrowhead, it's never on the club level. It's always no. up in the cheap seats where some dude in an Elvis Gerbach jersey is tossing a Raider fan down seven rows. Elvis Gerbach. Oh. Holy cow, dude. Chiefs fans are insane. Like, their kids aren't going to college, but they have a Chiefs bus that they drive eight <laughs> times a year. <laughs> you got to have priorities, I guess. I, I always wonder that if there was just something about, like, you know, oh. people talk about Philadelphia fans, uh, you know, being crazy. And was it the 700 level they, there, they're Mike? The craziest. All right. Uh, you know, but, but Steeler fans up in the upper deck, they got a reputation, too. And is it... Is it specific fan bases, or is it just something about that part of stadiums? I think it's the both. I, I'm sure there are stadiums that are way worse than others. Like mm-hmm. I have a feeling the upper levels of, say, the Seattle Stadium are probably fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know the lattes are a little less frothy, probably. But other than that, maybe the beans burnt. I right. don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, listen, it's like, I mean, not to be. Uh, economic dick here, but like it's <laughs> like those people, like that's kind of all they have. Like stuff's not going well. They're not making a whole lot of money. They spent a lot of their finances to be there. Like yeah. their life is right. Not a lot going well. Right. So if this the game, game turns this, sour, this game is all they got. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And then when it turns out, they're like, oh, great. Now I get to drive the loser Chiefs band back to my double wide. <laughs> That's it. It is. That's the, yeah. the embarrassment and the shame of having all of that invested in the team. If they don't win, yeah. I painted my face. I painted my face. My <laughs> wife's going to lose her foot to diabetes. Like, everything's going terribly. Somebody's getting punched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you like the Raiders? Let's do it! <laughs> Let's go! I'm my life right here! <laughs> That's reason enough right yep. there. Oh, you like a different team? Let's fight. Oh, it happened to me. I told you're these fighting guys, so much more than the like, person. Last week, th- it happened to us. These guys tried to start a fight with us in the French Quarter because uh, we were watching the Penguins game. They were Rangers fans. Their team isn't even in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not even playing, but they wanted to fight us. They're like, Sidney Crosby's a post, blah, 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 you know, yeah. screaming at us the whole game. And we're like, are you guys for real? Yeah. And they they wanted to fight. They were straight up like you could tell like these guys want us to say something back. So are we going to be meatheads too? Or are we going to be like cool and go to another bar? And so we kind of like just like stuck it out for a little while and waited for them to leave. But they wanted to fight because we were cheering on Sidney Crosby. <laughs> and that's the worst. It's like mm-hmm. you should be able to fight them. <laughs> like the re- let's be honest the reason none of us fight anymore is because we get arrested you don't want to go to jail they don't yeah. yeah you're looking at the guy going i should punch you in the face <laughs> you deserve to be punched in right. the face i don't want to spend three hours in the clink and have to get bail <laughs> you're not worth bail right but i i just wish cops would come in every once in a while and be like no that dude deserved it yeah, that dude was out of line. This is when the Black Mirror days, uh, uh, which are coming, of the dystopian digital future, uh, will come in handy. When, like, at that time, the cop will be able to walk in and go, "Okay, replay it." And on the TV in the bar, it'll yeah. actually just, yeah, 
rewind it, show the whole thing, and he'll be able to do a judge, jury, and uh, everything right there. You know, absolutely. It's it's very that that sa- bit sounds a little bit Fahrenheit fifty one to me, yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like you should be able to whoop some butt for a justified <laughs> cause. Like, you I don't used think to you be should, able to. I don't think you should be a bully, but I think you should be able to beat up a bully and and definitely at, at worst get some sort of like playing card from the cops like you should get like a token for like a free junior cheeseburger or something. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great if the bartender yeah, yeah. could play a role in uh in explaining what happened too like if the bar like if the guy antagonizes you the bartender like gives you a green chip and he's like okay you can punch him oh i was at a crows concert in <laughs> england and a dude, a Scottish dude, kept holding up a flag, and he was drunk. And I kept saying stuff like, "You got to put the flag down," blah blah blah. And he kept starting things with me. And so finally, the I looked at the bouncer. I'm like, "You got to get this guy out of here." And he's like, "I don't know what to do." And the guy was like all up in my face. And the bouncer literally looked at me. He goes, "Push him." <laughs> and, he him and pushed him right into the bouncer. That dude was gone. And I was like, that's what we need. Yeah. We need a guy that's like, no, 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 I got this. This guy's being, a, yeah, yeah, let's get him out of here. Throw me the alley-oop. Throw, yeah, I got it, cut him. Chris Porter this weekend, Improv, 412-465-2333improv.com. More with Chris coming up. Also, Sean Collier in studio and a big announcement about the DV Comedy Fest this year that we're going to clue you into. The Loaded Show, the second show. We've got a lot more to announce for this year's Comedy Fest. It's bigger. And uh, Chris Porter, an alumni of that Comedy Fest, as uh, commemorated on the wall over there, Chris. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Look at that. You're on the wall. pick. All I of still fame. have the hair, you, though, and I'm fat. Yeah. Other than that, it's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> you with Amy Schumer and uh, Matt Bronger and Eliza Schlesinger from, what was that, 2013? Yep. Yeah. That was a good night. I just remember I was sitting in the wings and I was like, they're like, yeah, the, the local DJ is going to open. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Next thing I know, it's he's crushing. <laughs> and I was like, well, now I got to work. <laughs> and I went out there and threw heaters for 15 oh, yeah, minutes. That was the, uh, oh, to this day, awesome. we always say the best set ever at Comedy Fest yeah. with Chris Porter uh, oh, that thanks, year. Man. No, dude, you uh, that will, uh, uh, Bill set the table Three for you. Three-digit fastballs. And you just came out throwing. I just remember walking off stage and Eliza just had these big eyes like, what are you doing? You can't. Like, I thought Why'd you, were you my do friend. that to me? <laughs> and I was just like, the local guy killed it. <laughs> I, I can't just go out it's there. It's his fault. Yeah. Oh, that was good times. So, so uh, all right, more uh, uh, to announce about this year's Comedy Fest after the break here on DV. And Mike, it's Mother's Day this Sunday. Almost. Mother's Day is almost here, which means you're almost out of time. And this just in, if you haven't done what needs to be done yet, you are desperate. It's time to pull a goalie and hope. Time to fire up a Hail Mary and pray. Time to swing for the cheap seats and dream. Trying to launch one from half court. You see where I'm going here. All that stuff works occasionally, but there is no percentage in it. Why not turn to Pro Flowers instead? Thanks to ProFlowers.com, you can still send mom 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling if you use my promo code MikeP. It's the perfect Mother's Day gift in the nick of time. Pro Flowers Blooms are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days. That means mom can enjoy them for at least seven days. And that's at least a week's worth of appreciation she absolutely, positively deserves. You can also pick the delivery date of your choosing. That's guaranteed, too. You can even have your gift delivered on Mother's Day. Winner, winner. 
chicken dinner. Go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and use my code, Mike P. That's proflowers.com, blue microphone, Mike P. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Beat the clock with seconds to spare. Order today from Pro Flowers. A soldier in Texas has a new ear that was grown in her arm. Private Shamika Burridge uh, damaged her ear in a car accident about two years ago and released, recently had her ear reconstructed by physicians at an Army hospital in El Paso. The surgery was reportedly a first for the Army, but that's pretty incredible. Didn't Medical somebody grow advances. a penis on their arm one time? I think so. Yeah. Uh, like a sex change person. God, that had to be awkward to shake his hand. You know, it's just dangling around, flippity flopping around. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go long sleeves till you get that thing. uh, Yeah, can't tank top that one. No, you got to wear a compression sleeve or something when you go out. (laughs) Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning (laughs) Show. (laughs) Chris Porter is uh, live in studio with us. Chris is at the Improv all weekend. It's good to have you back in the Berg. You guys are lit, and we were talking about this all the way. You're literally my favorite interview of the whole year. Come oh, on, that's, that's yeah, nice yeah, insight. like it's I, it's less of an interview and more of you. Uh, you come in, hang. And, uh, like and, yeah, uh, we just hang out. Like <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't come in yesterday, but I wanted to see the crows. I had no idea that you. I felt bad. I sent you a, a message because yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't know because uh, I got back into town late this week and I didn't know you were here, and I wanted to know, m- make sure you knew. You know, yeah, you can come in early and hang out and and uh, remind everybody you're in town. Uh, Chris is sure. truly one of our favorites, and uh, you know, a lot of times we tell you somebody's funny, and we kind of mean it. But this time, we really, <laughs> really, 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 really do mean we it. We really mean it. Uh, no, no, for real. He's uh, hilarious. Go see him this weekend at the Improv. 412-462-5233. Improv.com to get tickets. And you're going all the way through Sunday night, correct? Absolutely. Nothing right. like a Mother's Day comedy show. <laughs> take mom to... Take hey. your mom. Absolutely. Mom wants to laugh. She does. Come on out. Yeah. It'll be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple come up to me after a show about a month ago, and they were like, hey, do you do a clean show on the internet? And I was like, no, why? They go, because our nine-year-old son introduced us to you. And I was like, yeah, you need to go have a talk with him. <laughs> Immediately. Because not only, not only that he's watched me, that he can comprehend most of right. these jokes. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's good, that, in a way. Yeah. Should be impressed. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not even mad. But concerned. Absolutely. But, yeah, but he's definitely ahead of the curve. Right, yeah. We should probably get him in some gifted classes. <laughs> this kid's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Chris has been a part of the DV Comedy Fest in the past, and Sean Collier here to tell us about the uh, the second of uh, of more shows that we're announcing around the DV Comedy Fest this year. You got uh, Bert Kreischer, Rory Scovel, uh, and uh, who else do we have? Brad Williams. Brad Williams and uh, Sarah Tiana. Sarah Tiana and Bill that, Crawford. That is a show. Yeah. How about that? Right. That. That I like three of those people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sean Collier, of course, has always been at the helm of the second stage. This year, we're moving it over to the Arcade Theater. We're keeping it all downtown, Sean. Right. You're going to be within a couple of blocks from the main stage at the Mayim Theater. So if you want to keep the night going, it is just going to be a short walk over to the brand new, beautiful arcade. Bill, you've been down there. Val, you were down there for the first time. Mm, yeah, awesome event. Venue. Fantastic yeah. place for comedy. And we are going to do the second stage, same night at 11.30 p.m. Doors 11 o'clock. This is going to be on sale today. Uh, $20 gets you in. The best light local lineup we could possibly come up with. Mm-hmm. I'll be hosting the show. You will see Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle, 
John Dick Winters, Alex DePula, Ed Bailey, Ray Zawadney, Felicia Gillespie, Gab Bonesso, Osha Dwyer, Aaron Kleiber, Derek Knopschneider, and Norlex Belma. Norlex coming back from Brooklyn to yeah. be a part of the second stage. Psych, lineup. Norlex could be there. And uh, he hit me up the other day. He's got his first uh, headlining uh, gig at Caroline's he's, in New York. He's going to be headlining Caroline's yeah. between now and then. So that is the caliber of talent yeah. you're getting on the second stage. And as always... Uh, an unpredictable environment at the second stage of the DVE Comedy Festival with the big show happening just a few blocks away. Uh, can we say, expect the unexpected Yeah, I mean, the late we show. Can. I mean, if Kreischer knows there's a stage, there's a good chance he's going to somersault onto it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want shirtless. I, I don't want to get you know. I don't want anyone to come up after the show and you, and say you said a shirtless madman might be here. And he wasn't. I was like, well, he was off being a shirtless madman somewhere else. So no promises, <laughs> because you have more than enough great, great comedy in that local lineup. But we're hoping, uh, uh, hoping for some chaos at the end of the show as well. So that, again, is Friday, June 29th. The main stage is sold out, correct? Yes, that's so, sold yeah. out in 40 hours. So if you, get, if you did not get your tickets to the big show and you want to be a part of the DV Comedy Festival, go to dv.com. Tickets on sale at 10 a.m. They're going to go live for the late show at Arcade Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. Friday, June 29th. I'll be hosting a fantastic lineup of local talent. Cool. Come out and see us late in the cultural district. Yeah, man, get your culture on. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Again, that is June 29th, end of the month in uh, in uh, uh, June there, right downtown, cultural district. That's an 11.30 start after the Biome Theater show. An arcade, I, I know it's about 100 tickets to fill that place up. Okay. So if you're thinking about it, don't think very long. Go yeah. online at 10 a.m. Yeah. today and buy that ticket. Yeah, the, these uh, this show t- will sell out. Absolutely. To... Uh, Conjure up a Mitch Fatalism. All right, what do you got going on over there, Val? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. <laughs> Bill's showing me footage of Brett Michaels getting, getting, <laughs> getting clothes clotheslined. Does it? Which it's just the greatest. It really is. Does it not make your day? Well, and it was at the Tony Awards, right? Tony's, yes. yeah. What the yeah. hell was he doing Which at the Tony? Which makes it even more funny. Tony knocked you out, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Gosh. Thank you. Good night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know he had egot running through his head uh, like one day this will be mine oh, all the so wicker funny. was just snapped in his hat <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go to pier one imports to get this fixed <laughs> the good thing is is anytime he suffers a contusion he has a tourniquet at the ready yeah oh. yeah yeah. Already in action. Yeah. It's uh, 53 degrees at DBE. The news is brought to us by Channel 11 News on Fox 53 weeknights at 10. According to a new study, women don't see guys with flashy cars as husband material. Researchers <laughs> found both men and women perceive guys who display their wealth as being more interested in flings. One-nighters than becoming a serious life partner. Well, I need to sell my Volvo then. (laughs) (laughs) That does seem a little respectable to me. Yeah. It seems like uh, I wouldn't peg you for a Volvo driver. It was, I don't, I just bought this Volvo. It was like a hard top convertible. Like it was like the perfect California car. Yeah. So I Mm -hmm. bought it. Sure. 
Uh, and I liked it for about nine years, and now it's just falling apart like it's got some sort of leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got Volvo AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I put $8,000 into a car that's worth $7,000. <laughs> that is. It is the $6 You are a Kansas car. City Chiefs fan. Dude, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, I got, I, I was at seven grand, and then I had to take it back in to get new tires. <laughs> Uh-huh. I get the car out of the shop. I drove it. I'm not kidding you. 30 feet. I get an alert. Headlights out. <laughs> I've never rage flipped a car before, but I got real close. I got. I'm a, it got on two wheels. They're like, no worries. We'll just send away to Munich to get oh, you another one. It'll be I, here. It has been like that car was not a problem for nine years, and then it just. I need to put it to sleep. <laughs> like it, needs to, it needs to get. I'm going to go Richard Pryor on that car. <laughs> well, it, you know, if you can't get enough in return, you have to at least like look at how much you can get for it, and then determine if it is more therapeutic for you to beat the snot out of it. Oh, absolutely. But the problem is, I got low profile tires, so if I start shooting at those, odds are I'm going to die. Yeah, it's gonna hit the rim. Yeah, come right back at you. That porter die, Volvo rage gets everybody. You road raged yourself. That's that's how you die. That's how you end up on the Darwin Awards. Yeah, (laughs) self-flagellation on the road. Well, usually, uh, biggest decisions you make on vacation are, well, how much can I drink or where are we going to go eat today? But vacations are also prime times for the mind to grapple with sticky situations and difficult decisions weighing on your mind. If you're someone who uses vacations as getaways for soul searching, well, you're not alone. A new survey from travel site JetCost.com polled nearly 4,500 Americans and found 77% of people have considered life-changing decisions while on vacation. Uh, while uh, hammered is what you mean. Possibly. Probably both. Or just I'm like moving to Key West. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to buy a van and we're just going to drive. Yeah, we got to sell the Volvo. We right. gotta, I'm going to sell the Volvo. I'm going to get most of my money back. <laughs> Some were presumably positive changes like, yeah, I really got to get in shape or sure. you know, get my finances together, whatever. But others were more serious. The, the number... One decision Americans make on vacation, getting divorced. I figured. Ooh. You go on a vo- Like, if you're on vacation and you still can't stand that person, <laughs> it's over. Right. You're like, we're in Maui and you're ruining it. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. you come to that conclusion towards the end of the trip. You know what I mean? Right, like, don't that's... ruin the whole trip. Yeah. Oh. When you're at the front desk going, how much is another room? <laughs> Can I get a deal? I had a major breakup at an airport. She was going Way out or home. She Departing was going or arriving. Yeah, and it was a long distance relationship. And we were at our connection where I was coming this way and she was going that way. Mm. And it was like after a vacation where it just did not go good. Yeah. And it was after years. And it was kind of like, all right. But I, you know what? I cool. remember she grabbed my ticket for me because the gate agent was asking for it. And I was like daydreaming. She was like, whoa, ripped it out of my hands. Like she was just so furious with me and just for existing. Like I hadn't done anything. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, all right, that probably, that's, that's not a good That's sign, my right? favorite time in a relationship where you're like, how dare you wake up? <laughs> how, what, where do you get off with your consciousness? Do you have any idea what that does to me? Oh, I suppose you're going to go brush your teeth oh. now. What are you going to go eat? I bet you are. I bet you are. That's what it was. It was kind of, we both kind of recognized it like, all right, uh, well, 
We gave it a good run. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good flight. You know, I didn't know this was going to end in the Charlotte airport, but <laughs> I'm really glad it is because there's a Cinnabon here. And some rocking chairs. And it's a rocking chair <laughs> that are never open. Never. You can go there at four in the morning and there's three business dudes and an old lady just chilling. <laughs> They've been there since the Clinton administration. <laughs> They're just super happy to finally have the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> they missed flights yeah. upon flights. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get that chair. I stalked a Lost guy for job. three days for this thing. <laughs> There's always a lady pulling the chilies to go out of her bag. <laughs> oh, this blooming onion got all over my purse. <laughs> I'm going to rock it off. I'm just going to rock off that onion. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can feel it in my calves. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to rock that off. Uh, yeah. Second on the list, quitting a job. Uh, also, having kids, moving, starting a business, pursuing a dream like singing or writing, and other things like having an affair. Odds are, if you're thinking about pursuing a dream and uh, uh, writing, and mm-hmm. you you don't have money for a vacation. <laughs> no. <laughs> like your, va- your vacation was the other chilies. <laughs> <laughs> like you drove the extra five. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to see Tammy today. <laughs> Let me go to the other one. <laughs> well, today's National Eat What You Want Day. Uh, mm. So if there was... That's Who does this benefit? Usually there's like, you know... When it's like you know International Taco Day or something or gu- Guacamole Day, there's yeah. like a, a, a some sort of lobby behind it. Benefits everybody. It yeah. benefits me feeling better about that donut bomb I got from Starbucks an hour ago. You had a donut from Starbucks. A I feel donut like, yeah, bomb. I Was that where you like? I'm just describing it because it's you ever get the old fashioned donut at Starbucks? Yeah. It looks like a normal donut, and then it tastes like you're eating frosted butter. Yeah. yeah, and just shoving it's it in your face. Good. It's thick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Val had a story earlier about the donut ro- that, like, much like wine tasting, they have donut tasting trail. in a trail in north of Cincinnati, which I really do hope that involves them spitting the donut out, like with wine, <laughs> like, like one bite of it, like it's pretty good. They're just being followed by crows. Roll yeah, what's the palate cleanser? Like ch- chicken? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just lightly chew the cutlet and then spit that out. I gotta say, like, I'd be suspicious if anybody invited me on an excursion on the donut trail. Yeah. Well, odds are whoever that person is, you can hear wheezing from around the corner. <laughs> <sighs> you want to go eat donuts? <laughs> yeah, the distance between the donuts just gets progressively shorter until it's just one table by the end. So if you could eat any food every day without suffering the consequences, what would it be? Like you don't get fat, you don't have diarrhea, no, you don't have... Yeah. No consequences. Pizza. That was the number one answer. Yeah. It's pizza. It's pizza. I drink queso like it was a beverage. You know, more of a oh, yeah. a Mexi uh No, just cheese. Just cheese. Just cheese. cheese. But any you know, any time anytime you make the cheese thing easier, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm tired of slicing. Stick a straw in there. Oh, absolutely. Just go to town. Too much Cuban. Hope the uh, carne yeah. doesn't clog it up. Right. <laughs> the rest of the top ten included chips. You're a chip eater. I love chips. Val used to crush chips, chips during the morning show with yeah. a Mountain Dew all the time. <laughs> Cake, donuts. We're talking about donuts. French fries, carb-heavy uh, heavy stuff like pasta or bread, chocolate, Mexican food, ice cream, and burgers. Was Mexican food would be very close for me. Uh, pizza and Mexican food would be close. French fries, the thing with French fries is there's too much variety. There's not, like, there are certain French fries that are dominating. You mean you can, like shoestring or... Yeah. Steak There's fries. a lot. Yes. The curly cut ones. Waffle. I would take, you know, those Dorito dynamite things. They're like 
round and they're super spicy, but they're just little tubes. Yes. I would take those and I would grab a can of Easy Cheese and I would fill the tubes <laughs> and I would eat that. Like, because that's my, that's the dream. Yeah. You, you, you are a cheese <laughs> that's eater, man. The dream. That's the, like, because I've always thought, like, first off, the, the super spicy chips, I love them until they're like right in my stomach and then it <laughs> turns into a, a nightmare. <laughs> and, and then, so does, and so like, that's the one, like, I'll eat anything, but the one time where I was like, dude, if I filled this with easy cheese, I knew I'd hit rock bottom. <laughs> I was like, this is, you need to go see somebody and have an apple. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't bought easy cheese. I have, that's what I was just going to say. I don't think I've had easy, easy cheese in the fridge for at least a decade. Yeah. Well, if you're keeping it in the fridge, you're pretty bougie. Yeah. <laughs> that is a yeah. pantry item. Yeah. You want it to glisten. <laughs> right? That's how yeah. you know it's ready. It comes it's got out that sweating. Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out sweating. <laughs> this cheese been running. <laughs> Do I have time for one more? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, bad company after an appearance in February aboard the Rock Legends <laughs> cruise will head out tonight as the opening act. Who's on- in bad company now? Paul Rogers. Is it a straight the Simon Kirk? Okay. Yeah. Uh, One guy didn't play last year because Rich played for him. He yeah. did. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so they're going to be the opening act on Five Dates for Skinnerd as their last of the Street Survivors farewell tour pulls into Dallas. The two bands have played together many times, and it was Skinnerd who, in the early 2000s, introduced Paul Rogers to well, Miss Canada, who ended up becoming his wife. Uh, it was also Skinner who got Rogers into a little bit of trouble in London in the early 70s. Here is drummer Simon Kirk recalling that story. They took Paul out for a night on the town. I went home. I was sensible. And I got a call about three in the morning from the police station. And they said, Mr. Kirk, we have a Mr. Rogers here. And he's with this Mr. Leonard Skinner. They've been arrested for drunken disorderly and we need to bail some of them out i said listen i'll bail paul rogers out but you can leave leonard skidding in the bloody cell <laughs> skinner plays key bank pavilion on august 25th bad company not on that date here in pittsburgh they'll be joined by hank williams jr 38 special and the marshall tucker band um that Leonard Skinner is a much different Leonard Skinner than the current Leonard Skinner. It the, drives me crazy. Yeah, there's actually only one of the Leonard Skinners in there. And he, his brother is nothing like he was. They are completely no. ide- ideological the, polar opposites. He is the Jim Belushi of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're everything your brother wasn't. <laughs> Dude, I just saw Jim Belushi on an old Gary uh, Larry Sanders show episode, and I was just thinking to myself, like, Man. Who was gifted more in entertainment because of their last name than Jim Belushi? I don't. Yeah, he was just granted. Ron Howard's brother? No, <laughs> but he did. Clint Howard. He can did, act a little bit. Yeah, little bit. and yeah. and he didn't get his own TV show. He didn't get to star in a bunch of movies. He wasn't in K Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. The the principal wasn't also Belushi. Also, and that was the other Taking thing. Taking care he, of business. He made the hard turn to like. Badass. Remember, he became like a hard ass all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. He was in the that Twin Peaks season last year as like a mob boss. See, I mean, that is a lie. That is a blessed life. Is about Jim still on? Do you think? Do you think he goes into auditions and like I don't know? It's we don't know if you're right for the part. You're like, no, it's fine. I just just miss my brother John. 
I was just really hoping this part would kind of let me forget. <laughs> you know what, Jim? You know what, Jim? We're just going to give you the show. We're just, yeah. You take the show. God, uh, your brother was such a treasure. <laughs> Chris Porter's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-465-233. Improv. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Kutch is coming back to town, Mike. Sports this hour brought to you by Sports Clips. There are six players who have won a total of seven National League MVP awards in Pirates history, and Andrew McCutcheon is one of them. And he's back tonight with the San Francisco Giants as the Pirates open a three-game set at PNC Park. Your uh, Pirates MVPs, Dick Grote in 1960, Roberto Clemente in 1966, Dave Parker in 1978, Willie Stargell in 1979. He shared the award with Keith Hernandez. And then Barry Bonds in 1990 and 1992. McCutcheon checked in and won the award in 2013. He checked out of Pittsburgh this past offseason, one of the two trades that enraged the Pirates fan base. But uh, the Bucks have managed to go 21-16 and 16 through 37 games without McCutcheon and Garrett Cole. Maybe they are on to something. It's just hmm. the end of an era, Mike. That's why people were upset. It's the face of the franchise. See you later. Plus yeah, the other- yeah, I think it's more indicative of their unwillingness to spend and uh, keep talent with Kutch. I think there's a baseball argument to be made, but uh, it's emblematic of the whole small market ball, as you well know, Chris. But didn't you had him for, what, 10 years? Yeah. So, yeah, you have to buy a new jersey. It's a bummer. <laughs> Well, you had that one for yeah. eight years. It was good. They They're actually not- don't do that here. They just keep wearing the same. Oh, yeah. yeah that's- Dude, Royals fans, <laughs> Royals fans bought a Cueto jersey for the four months we had him. I'm like, you know we're renting this dude. Everyone, no, we're not going to sign him next year. They're like, hey, remember this three months? I do. I bought a shirt to, to commemorate it. I can't believe they even made them. Yeah, right? Y- you know? And they should have taken down the names of everyone that bought them <laughs> and turned them into the DMV. <laughs> and been like, these guys do the driving test. <laughs> Every time. Every time. They're, they're causing the traffic. Don't mail them the test. They need to come in, <laughs> and we need to see that they're smart. No auto renewal. For I just want to see if they can open a door. Really? <laughs> Now, he doesn't get status because they won it that year. You do, but it's like, why buy a jersey for a player you had for two months? It's like... It's like if I got a tattoo of a girlfriend I had for a week. It's like, oh, you remember Carrie 3? Oh. She had the softest hands. I love the hybrid jerseys. People used to... The best jersey I ever saw, Steelers... The tight end, Mark Bruner. And then we drafted Ben Roethlisberger, and they turned it into a Rothless Bruner and <laughs> added a, a seven after the eight. That was, that was amazing. Well, imagine if you were you know, a, a Browns fan all these years. Like, oh, you have like quarterback eight different jerseys? quarterback jerseys? Yeah, man. There's, you, just, yeah. you have to get the duct tape out every year. Wait, somebody, a few people do that. You oh, see yeah. them every year on... I'm going to wear this Brady Quinn jersey. <laughs> however, 20, whatever it is. And now it's something. like a tux tails. Like it's, yeah. it's got like a, a, a wedding dress train that drags on the floor behind it. I'm right. surprised Cleveland just doesn't sell like a blank jersey with Velcro nameplates. <laughs> You'll never buy another jersey again. Next guy. 
Pirates don't have to uh, worry about Johnny Cueto this weekend. Won't have a chance to serenade him either. He's on the 60-day DL, and they won't have to worry about Madison Bumgarner. Pulled a dread. He pulled a dread. (laughs) Thank God. Bumgarner's still trying to make it back from a broken pinky suffered in spring training. Isn't Garrett Cole married to Bumgarner's sister? No, the shortstop. Crawford. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's somebody on that team. Bucks, as I mentioned, are 21 and 16. The Giants are 19 and 19. They've lost four in a row. Pirates have won three in a row. Steelers, rookie camp takes place this weekend. They're on the field today, Saturday, and Sunday. Three of the uh, draft picks have been signed Jalen Samuels on Wednesday, and then Marcus Allen and Josh Frazier yesterday. Winnipeg won the first game seven in franchise history, 5 to 1 in Nashville last night. Uh, the Jets advance. To the NHL's final uh, four. Man, and if you've ever been to Winnipeg, that's all they have. <laughs> <laughs> that is all they have. Isn't there that's a comedy club in Winnipeg? There's a comedy club called Rumors, and oh. uh, they put you up, and then you go, like, right, you stay right across from their grocery store slash shopping mall, which is pretty great. <laughs> you're, you're like, where's the mall? It's across the street. You're like, okay, there's a Foot Locker, a GNC. What's around the corner? It's a Ralph's. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I can get sneakers and eggs. <laughs> sneakers and eggs. <laughs> sneakers and eggs. It's one of my favorite Chris Christopherson songs. <laughs> it's about the summer he spent in Winnipeg. Every time a yeah, comic gets stuck up there, there are these tweets that come out from people like oh, the these SOS horrible. tweets from comics yeah. every weekend. I'm in Winnipeg. It's minus nine. Pray for yeah. me. Help. Luckily, codeine is legal, so we're getting through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it's codeine quite, legal up there? Can you get codeine cops in Canada? Up? Absolutely. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, realize that. people used to drive up there all the time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I did Winnipeg, and I did it for a week, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you we usually book comics for two. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, not ever." <laughs> like this was long enough. <laughs> it's, it's like work release. Uh, I'm afraid you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, your flight got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Happy for that fan base, though. That barn gets wild. Yeah. I heard, That's uh, going to be fun to watch. The best part about Nashville getting run, though, not run, but getting like blown out like that is like any of the fans that you know, had a catfish in their pants had to hold on to it pretty much. Yeah. Although, I, I, don't, I didn't I see any hits good after a while. After uh, <laughs> Subban scored their only goal, I didn't. No fish? I didn't. I always see one I to start the game. Did. You know, right. they throw a couple couple out there when the linemen were pouring beer all over the catfish that one game well you got to season it <laughs> well and then did you see the the Steelers picked up on that they poured beer all over Villanueva that's different he's kind of doing it himself that yeah. was pretty awesome yeah didn't work also racist <laughs> I think what we learned this postseason is offensive linemen pouring beer on themselves doesn't necessarily ensure success but if you score goals then you got a shot. Then you got a shot. But one goal uh, in Game 7 is uh, not going to get you there. No the goals are really the thing. Yeah, Caps That's how l- they keep score. <laughs> <laughs> Caps and Lightning tonight in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final. It's the Knights and the Jets tomorrow night in Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. With Nashville checking out, the whole Final Four from last year didn't make it this year. Penn sends oh, wow. Nashville and Anaheim. That's cool, though. I like it when there's that kind of yeah, me too. That great, changeover. Yeah, there's great competitive balance in the NHL right now. It's not, you know, that's what you know. For a while, baseball's back to that, but for a while there, it was, 
Yankees, Red Sox every year. It's still, I mean, yeah. Angels, Yankees, the Cubs. It's still, there's still a lot of big payrolls being Listen, the Cubs won one World Series in the last 108 years. I don't know <laughs> if we can throw them in that mix. <laughs> they're competitive, though. Well, they're not so great this year, I guess, but. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Just like the Dodgers. They should be amazing, and they're not. It is, it is ridiculous. Our old producer Slack threw out a question that I thought was interesting. Is an expansion team making it this far this early, good or bad for the league? Which league? Hockey? The NHL. Yeah, because it's good. I think it's great for the league. Hockey needs every help it can get. Right. Because it's a weird sport. Like, you guys grew up in a hockey town, so it's just nature. But, like, for uh, those of us not in one of the eight cities, (laughs) yeah. Like, we're just like, I can't see the puck, man. I don't, (laughs) you know, I don't know what's happening. It's football is better on TV, hockey's better in person. Absolutely. Well, and hockey's way better now that it's in HD. Yes. When we still sure. had the old tube TVs, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Can you turn? turn Remember when like, Fox used like the trail on yeah. the puck and the it light, would go the glowing puck. It was yeah. never on it. It was. Yeah. There was, was always a like a foot behind it. <laughs> yeah. You're too young for the Kansas City Scouts, right? I am. I am. I barely remember the Kansas City Kings. They weren't around long. Yeah. And they weren't very good. They just shot that movie and moved on. They had some ugly <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> That's kind of our thing in Kansas City. Expansion uniforms are always ugly, though. Nobody ever comes in with a cool expansion uni. Especially in the 70s. Well, yeah. Vegas did. I like the Knights. I don't like the Knights. You don't, you don't like it? No. No. It's stupid, right, Fal? Yeah. Looks uh, like, I like them. I like looks a, like a CFL logo. That's, uh, it's also a cool racist. logo. It's a, it's, a, it's a knight with a V. You know, I like the logos that tell you... It looks the, like... The team in the town. It like, looks like the fake bad guy team in a sports movie. You think? Yeah. I'll tell you this much: if they suck, because they win the Gotham Knights, that, yeah. that Broadway on Ice thing they do before the games would really look stupid. Yeah. Well, that's a little over the top, but they're not the only ones doing that. The one guy gets a sword; the other guy has to use a flag. Yeah. They're not the only ones putting on uh, ice capades before the game. No, I mean pregame stuff is what it is. It's yeah, I know, but they literally slack. have actors on the ice in costume. Well, it's Vegas, man. Come on. I know. Yeah, here, if, they make on it, show. if they make it to the finals, they're going to put a peasant in the stocks and throw <laughs> cabbages at his head. You know what head. they should do to really be Vegas? They should bury the other team's mascot in the ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take them out to the and judges. And they wait an hour else. for an Uber. I <laughs> 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 would make it real Vegas. Uh, uh, <laughs> our friend Chris Porter in town this weekend. He's at the Improv tonight, tomorrow, Sunday. Get your tickets. 412-462-5233. Improv.com and make sure you don't miss these shows. They're going to be great. All right, Eris Paul Band performing live for you next hour here on the DV Morning Show, and it's Mom's Day Sunday, Mike. That it is. Mother's Day's almost here, which means you're almost out of time. If you haven't done what needs to be done yet, you are officially desperate. It's time to pull the goalie and hope. Time to throw up a Hail Mary and pray. Time to swing for the cheap seats and dream. Time to launch one from half court in search of a little last-second magic. All that stuff. Gets the job done occasionally, but not very often. It's uh, a much better deal if you turn to Pro Flowers for Mother's Day. Thanks to ProFlowers.com, you can still send Mom 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99, plus shipping and handling if you use my promo code, Mike P. It's the perfect Mother's Day gift just in time for Mother's Day. Pro Flowers blooms are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days, and that means Mom can enjoy them for at least Seven days. That's a week's worth of appreciation for a woman who absolutely deserves it. You can also pick the delivery date of your choosing. That's guaranteed as well. You can even have your gift delivered on Mother's Day, which 
Seeing as how Mother's Day is a couple days away, might just come in handy. Go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and use my code, Mike P. That's proflowers.com, blue mic, Mike P. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Beat the clock with seconds to spare and order today from Pro Flowers. Without even hearing it, you know. Whoa! <laughs> All right, we caught that. It's the DV Morning Show. Are we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Were we on the air? Oh, that was awesome. God, you just start start riffing on Charlie Puth's face and things get blue. Is it yeah. Puth or I, is it Puth? I've always said Puth. I think it's Puth. I think it's Puth. Puth. Yeah. Puth. <laughs> he, uh, he, I saw him open for Billy Joel, which was smart because like, there's only... Like a concert or just... At his house. That, there's only so many people in the world he that make... He opened a door for him. There's only so many people that make Billy Joel look badass. Yeah. And yeah. this is one of them. Charlie yeah. Puth. Puth. Man. Puth, Puth. Yeah, he elicited... Uh, Charlie Puth was able to elicit a response from us in the studio without even hearing anything. We were just <laughs> nope. watching him perform. Yeah, the sound wasn't even on, and we we're like, we hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> with his goo-goo doll's hair flopping around. What's going on with that eyebrow? He makes me want to puth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we do a, um, a segment here on the show called Yinzers in the News where we feature uh, Pittsburghers who are uh, doing Pittsburgh stuff on the you news. You know what? Yes. Yinzers in the News. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you almost matched the laugh yeah. that we have in the bed. Uh, that was very close to the That actual. was amazing. Uh, so, Yinzers in the News. Now, this is a, a unique Yinzers in the News because it's not really... This is more like a Pittsburgher in the news. There's not a lot of yinzer to this. There's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of... I like it a lot. Yeah, none of that. I like it. Yeah, right. Or... I don't even know yins. Why would I rob yins? No, this My one... My favorite. Yeah. The logic behind that statement. <laughs> I don't even know yins. Why would I rob yins? This guy only robs people he knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a, a fire. Uh, in where was this fire last night? Was it in Monroeville? Wilkinsburg. Wilkinsburg. All right. And this was Channel 4 had this last night. Uh, luckily, nobody hurt in this fire. God save me from fire. I'm going to live on. I'm going to live on. Yeah. He's going to live on. How- Isn't that what you say about somebody's memory after they die in a fire? I'm going to live on. His memory will live on. Well, he won't. Firefighters wanted to know, how did this fire start? And I was in the basement. My girl tried to make some McDonald's french fries. McDonald French fries, <laughs> and we burned up. That's what's up. You got it. That's what's up. Oh. Do you know how many insurance? My mom's in insurance, and you don't know how many claims end with "That's what's up." <laughs> that's, that's standard closing. That's what's up. I liked when he McDonald's answered a question. That's it. He answers a question. No one answers. I'm sorry. Do you mean generic French fries, or are they were they kind of like the ones at Wendy's? No, he's no. his own hype man. <laughs> McDonald French fries. I said McDonald French fries. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, and just to drive it home, you know. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. That's what's up. Look at it. You know, That's what's up. If he would have tried to make Burger King French fries, none of this would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> cook at a lower temp. Something tells me, though, you know, fire started <laughs> attempting to make McDonald's French fries. Is an actual, like, box that the uh, fire inspector can check. Like, so many people have actually started mm-hmm. fires this way. He's like, 
Oh, this is a McDonald's French fry attempt? Yeah, that's a, a 5C. <laughs> you know they right. walk up and like judge their weight, and they're like, McDonald's French fry fire? Yeah, I call that. <laughs> guys, you know they're a dollar, right? You're wearing a triple X t-shirt? <laughs> McDonald's French fry fire. <laughs> a kid almost burned down one of those dorms at, at Mercyhurst up near you, Erie. Uh, it, up your, near you, Randy, in right. Erie. Yeah. A kid... Uh, I, I did a summer thing there. They told us, you got to be careful. Last year, a guy just put a bunch of vegetable oil in a pot because he thought he could make french fries that way and nearly burned the dorm down. Just put french fries in a, like a... I mean, no, no, no. no. A, just put like all, like like olive oil, like cooking oil in, in, in a pan like where you would boil eggs oh, yeah. and put it on the stove. Nearly burned the building down. I think it's more expensive to make french fries <laughs> than it is to buy french fries. Yeah. I think it is. They well, are incredibly really. affordable. <laughs> At that point, you could buy a McDonald's franchise <laughs> and have all McDonald's the fries you want. french fries. <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone. Yeah. Here's the one thing I'll say about the guy. His house, he must have hated it because he is really, he does not care that it burned down. Uh, not a, at all. He's a renter. He's a good <laughs> He's like, ah, you know, not even worried about it. Oh, save me from fire. I'm going to live on. Yeah. I'm going to live on. I'm going to live on. <laughs> God spared him so that he may one day. Learn the secret to making McDonald's french fries. <laughs> Which without... is go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a short walk away. There's no way it's that far away. And I was in the basement. My girl tried to make some McDonald's french fries. What, what kind of McDonald's french fries. <laughs> and we burned up. That's what's up. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, look at it. Yeah, you that's know another episode of... That's yeah, a you know, questionable uh, one of that's you. It's a... It's a shade of Yinzer, I guess. It's, it's a, a blinzer. Blinzer. <laughs> Chris Porter's hanging out with us. We got the uh, Ayers Paul band performing live for you coming up after 9 o'clock. Val's got news for you next. What's up? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you what mom wants for Mother's Day and the way she lies to make you feel better about it. Oh, that's nice. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> that Leonard Skinner is a much different Leonard Skinner than the current Leonard Skinner. It drives me crazy. Yeah, there's actually only one of the Leonard Skinner's in there. And he, his brother is nothing like he was. They are completely no. I, ideological the, polar opposites. He is the Jim Belushi of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're everything your brother wasn't. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he goes into auditions and like I don't know? It's we don't know if you're right for the part. You're like no, it's fine. I just dismiss my brother John. <laughs> <laughs> Just really hoping this part would kind of let me forget. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning yeah, Show. Yeah, Chris Porter is in town with us here, and uh, he's at the Improv all weekend long. 412-462-5233. Get your tickets at improv.com. Do not miss this show. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on these shows. Even if you're making McDonald's fries. That's right. <laughs> McDonald's fries. Do those fries. The Improv has fries. They're pretty good. McDonald's French fries. <laughs> No, That's what's up. I do want that to be my ringtone. Though. <laughs> I think you're right McDonald's on McDonald French fries. Chris, you got a call. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> this is my <laughs> my ringtone is just because it's a steel pan. Because it's a steel pan. Because it's a steel pan. <laughs> it's a steel pan. Um, we've got the Aris Paul band performing live upstairs in the coffee house for you in a little bit here. Uh, Chris is live in studio with us as is Sean Collier. 
And uh, Sean, what movies did you have to review? Melissa McCarthy's Life of the Party. How is it? About. It's, it's, it's okay. All right. And then. We'll get to it. Breaking in. New thriller. And what's Lou over the wall? I'm just going to tell anime nerds that there's something that deserves their attention. Okay. That's yeah. It. Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. No, right. no. We'll, Val's got news right now. We'll for breeze you. right through it. All right. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 56 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. The U.S. Supreme Court is being asked by the Wisconsin Department of Justice to not take up the appeal of convicted killer Brendan Dassey. Dassey and his uncle Stephen Avery are serving life in prison for the 2005 murder of Teresa Halbeck. And their cases received national attention due to the Netflix series Making a Murderer. In a brief statement, uh, in a brief rather, state officials say Dassey voluntarily confessed to his role in the killing. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the 7th District reinstated the murder conviction back in December. I don't think he did it voluntarily. If you watch that show, it was like he was being coerced into... Yeah, he, they coached. kept leading him down the path they wanted, and then you took her into the house, and what'd you do? I uh, uh, hit her, not, and then did you do anything with a a gun? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was more like watching. Yeah, I did. I shot her. It was like watching Password. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to lead. This is something you would do with the uh, answer if the you hold time, it to their right? head and then you shoot them. Right, ding. Okay. You're, you're not innocent, but you're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll get we'll get him to WrestleMania yet. That's all. I just want to get a GoFundMe uh, going. That was the most heartbreaking part of that. He's uh, in jail, not understanding the ramifications of what has what has just occurred. And he's like, hey, "Will you tape WrestleMania for me? I want to uh, watch it when I get home." Kid. In nine years. Well, the table hold up. Right. <laughs> That's a great thing about VHS. No spoilers in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a lot of millennials will be celebrating Mother's Day at home with mom because they live together. <laughs> a new report from Zillow says nearly 25% of millennials live with their mom. That's about 12 million people between the age of 24 and 36. The highest number in a decade, about 12% are unemployed. The areas with the most millennials living with mom, not surprisingly, New York, Miami, and L.A., pretty pricey places to live. Sean, you're a millennial. Do any of your friends live with their parents? Um, not, not at the upper end of the range, but I know, you know, 25 year olds who still, you know, and, and, and I, I get that it's tempting, um, particularly when baby boomer parents seem to want nothing more than their children to move back home. There's, there is nothing bad that has ever happened to me that my mother hasn't immediately told me what I need to do is move back home. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Like, oh, it's job trouble. first thing they go move to. back home. You went through a breakup, move back home. I think if I crashed the car, I would be invited back to the house. But I think, uh, Val, you said there was mostly the bigger cities where this is occurring. Yeah, like York, Pittsburgh LA, is so right. affordable. I mean, you can yeah. go get a crappy apartment yeah for, for a i just burnt my bucks. place down trying to make some mcdonald's french <laughs> exactly. fries but i'm cool because it's pittsburgh and just go next door and get another one right that's what's up all right the, the millennia the, Come yeah, back the, home. the pittsburgh equivalent of that is i have a row house in braddock that's what living at home is there you go here. that's uh all right just start reclaiming things <laughs> right <laughs> grow a mustache cut your pants in half and you're out of the house right that's it. You're good and can you guess what moms really want for mother's day Peace just, and quiet. Just to be around. Close you. sleep. Yeah. 52% of mothers said they would love some extra sleep on their special day. Well, I'm contributing that. She's getting scotch. So, <laughs> <laughs> A majority of mothers said a perfect day would be sleeping in, having the house to themselves for a good chunk of the day. So that's peace and uh, having a fun, low-key evening with family. 
If you do get a gift for mom, expect her to not really like it so much. A new survey found 40% of mothers admit they have faked it. They fake their reaction to a Mother's Day gift. <laughs> fake, <laughs> fake, fake, fake. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they asked moms how they hide their disappointment with lies. The top five things they admitted saying when they got a crappy gift was, thank you, which isn't really a lie. Yeah. It's just, they, it's you did it. It's you did something. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I have look. I have the energy of a sloth with mono, and I know that I got it directly from my mom because anything she does knocks her out completely. She's like, "Oh, I gotta go lay down. I just <laughs> filled the car with gas. Like, really? Yeah. Just paid some bills online. I'm gonna go lay down. I'm really tuckered out. So, Who yeah. put three stairs there? <laughs> I'm gonna need a nap. The other- moms can, moms will fake disappointment with everything except. Your girlfriend and or wife, if they don't approve, yeah. then there is no fake. No yet. holding back. No. My mom's always cool. I, this is when I find out that I don't need to be with my girlfriend anymore. Is when I go, I'm thinking about breaking up with her. My mom's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> but my mom would never be like, she's the worst. Right. She's like, oh, yeah, she's a sweetheart. I'm thinking about leaving her. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's a cool way to handle it. I remember one, my first girlfriend who was a psychopath. <laughs> I go, I broke up with her. I go, Mom, should I have married Brandy? And she just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, did it, couldn't even help it. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> My parents stepped in one time and told me that the girl I was dating, they're like, you know you can't keep dating her for a long time. And I'm like, oh, really? it's, she's so fun, though. And they're like, she's the best. But she's and I'm like, but it's, it's hilarious, right? And my dad's like, she thinks I know the Pope because there was a, my dad had a picture like with a oh, fake Pope. No way. And she's like, oh my god, I, I, you know, your dad knows the Pope. That is so cool. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is why you're around. Melting. I'm like, she's gorgeous and she's hilarious. Yeah. She told my dad one time, this is the nicest Arby's I've ever been in, and he no was way. like, yeah. no <laughs> way. How many Arby's have you been in? That was why I was like, it's like. Gems, yeah. everything, everything coming out is great, delightful. <laughs> but when you're 23, you know it's oh. that that's an easy. Uh... I I just recently broke up with a girl that was 12 years younger than I was, mm-hmm. and it was. The, this is not the reason why we broke up, but this is just a microcosm of why it didn't work out. We were watching the O.J. Simpson documentary, and she was like, <laughs> "This really happened," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" What? And I'm like, oh, that's right. You were four. <laughs> you were four when this all went down. So this probably was like a Disney movie to you. Yeah, it's funny because my husband is 12 years younger than me. And he's. we were talking about Michael Jackson one day. He's like, I only ever knew him as a weirdo. Oh, he never yeah, knew yeah. him as you know, a superstar. He didn't have to watch superstar. the transformation. Yeah. Did you ever like uh, see like clips of Live Aid? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I remember watching that. And he's like, I was a, I, I don't think I was born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other lies, mom tell. Uh, I love it. Wow, this is great. Thanks. And I really need one of these. That's why I always get my mom ammunition. <laughs> I know. I know you hate it. Here's the receipt. Right. Do you shower at night or in the morning? 61% shower at night, 39% do it in the morning. Night is the right way to do it. 
Oh, really? Dermatologists say it's better for your skin to shower after you've been sweating all day. Sleep experts say it also fits in better with your body's natural rhythm, so showering at night helps you sleep better. That's what Ray Charles was singing yeah. about. I always I take one after the gym in the like late afternoon, but I have yeah. to take one in the morning to wake up. Yeah, me too. Oh no, I always just after the gym. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Just once. Just after the gym. Yeah. Or if like, like I went like I went to that concert the other night. I got a little sweaty. I got home and I laid in bed. I was like, this is gross. And I got up and I or <laughs> sweaty or smoky before bed. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would take a dip. But I did have a buddy who swore that it washed off his pheromones because he. <laughs> So he didn't want to do it. He's like, he didn't like showering a lot because he thought it was like... Because girls wouldn't like him as yeah, much. Yeah, because it was stealing his pheromone. Yeah. yeah. No, Output. dude, you stink. <laughs> right. Those aren't pheromones. Right. Those are smell molecules. <laughs> That's B.O. Yeah. There's literally companies that try to fight this. Well, Matthew McConaughey famously wouldn't use deodorant mm-hmm. forever for that reason. He's like, no, man, that's where the pheromones come from. Yeah. Like, that's fine. It's a theory that helps if you look like Matthew McConaughey. I guess. I'm going to bet your buddy Mm -hmm. didn't. No. 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 But also, have you ever been around a girl that smells funky? Not attractive. No. No You can be the hottest girl in the world. You get close, you're like, yeah, no. Because if the outside, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's only going to get worse the more intimate things get. I. I It's steamy around the equator. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, right. The Tropic of Capricorn is, can be a rough place. <laughs> well, what's your stance on the, the hairy armpit? No. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, I'm against it. Like, I, I'll take a three-day stubble. Like, everyone's got problems. Right. But no, you come in, like, it's full on. Like, I'm, I can't. But don't you see, like, a gorgeous hippie chick at, at like, you know, whatever show? And, yeah. And moment they put their arm up, I'm done. I actually haven't it? seen. I don't that. dig it, but it is not gonna. It's like a, I'm hey. not gonna. I'm not scared away until it's straight. Like, all right, it's no. like, you know, I've never the seen a drop, factory garbage can. A drop dead gorgeous girl with armpit hair. It's always I like I know that girl's armpit is hairy before she even lifts her arm. <laughs> Four beers in, I might change my tune. I start to get a little less picky. <laughs> which I hear is just unique unto me. Uh, <laughs> Porter goggles, they call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, right off the, yeah, I've, I've been to those shows, man, where a beautiful girl, hot sundress, you're like, yes, and then she does her little twirl. arm above the head twirl, and you're just like, ah, oh, God, <laughs> she's sneaking trolls in. <laughs> Somebody make a wish. Uh, I'm wishing for a razor. (laughs) (laughs) Forecast today, partly sunny temperatures in the upper 60s. It's 56 at DVE. Upstairs in the DVE Coffee House right now, Point Park University stage on the Permanis DVE Coffee House. Uh, It is the Aris Paul Band. Aris Paul joined by Keith, Jake, Don, and Josh. And they're going to be playing... On the 28th of May at North Country Brewery, and they join us upstairs uh, now live. What's up, fellas? How are you? Good. How's it Great, going? Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, you've got the uh, the full band here, Eris. What are you guys going to be playing for us? Uh, we're going to do uh, Waste of Time, uh, first single off of our uh, album we just released uh, one month ago called Drive All Night. All right, cool. Where can people get the album? Uh, iTunes, uh, CD Baby, Spotify, Pandora. All the places. All the places, and we still have CDs because we still believe in outdated technology no nah, man you got i like hard copy yeah. stuff like i sell vinyls like an idiot <laughs> no i bet it, i bet you sell a lot of them though i do certain towns yes 
Like yeah. you go, you show up to Des Moines with a box of vinyls. You might as well show up with a box of cancer, because right. <laughs> they're like, "What am I supposed to do with that? That doesn't fit in my laser disc player." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, not quite as uh, technologically or uh, well. I, that's not even technologically challenged. That's sort of like uh, retro challenged. You can get uh, CD or stream. Uh, of the Aris Paul man. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. North Country Brewing, they'll be performing live, and they're doing it now for you. Live in the Point Park University stage, Permanis DVE Coffee House. Here's the Aris Paul band. <laughs> Take them far, far away 
state of mind, yeah. There was so much more than a waste of time. Oh, hit me. Kutch is back. He tweeted it out. I'm back. Sports is our brought to you by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Controls. Andrew McCutcheon is back tonight as the Giants visit PNC Park, the first of three games this weekend. Tonight, and the Pirates have uh, tweeted out that, uh, yes, there will be a tribute video. Apparently, they were getting a lot of inquiries as to whether or not there would be one. I think they're going to do that. The first time he comes up in the first inning. You'd think they do that at the beginning of the game, right? Wouldn't it be great if they just, trolled him and they just showed all of his strikeouts from 2016? <laughs> and like his three errors ever. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> all the money they saved in trading him. <laughs> just piled up. When he was just it's, like, it's in left field. <laughs> yeah. Kids are just playing in just it. a pile of money. <laughs> McCutcheon mound. Once they get past that, uh, hopefully the focus can shift to Jamison Tyone who will be opposed tonight by Andrew Suarez. Suarez will be making his fourth Suarez. major league start. He's 1-1 one one with a 3.06 ERA. Tyone's 2-3, 4.42. He's 0-3 in his last five starts. All those coming in the wake of that one-hit shot out of the Reds back on April the 8th when he looked like Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a struggle since then. He has done a little better of late. His last outing was uh, one run over five innings and no decision against Milwaukee. Last Saturday night. So uh, if the Pirates can get him going again, maybe they can continue to build on what has been a surprisingly good start. 21-16 and 16 through the first 37 games. That's almost a quarter of the season. Pirates have won three in a row. The Giants come in at 19-19 and 19 and losers of four straight. Steelers rookie camp will take place this weekend on the south side. They're going to be on the field today, Saturday, and Sunday. Three of the draft picks have come to terms on contracts. Fifth-rounder Jalen Samuels, fifth-rounder Marcus Allen, and seventh-rounder Josh Frazier. The Jets beat the Predators 5-1 to one last night in Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals. Winnipeg advances to the NHL's Final Four and the Western Conference Final against Vegas. That uh, Game 1 of that series will take place tomorrow night. Tonight, it's the Caps against the Lightning in Game 1 of the Eastern conference final. Part of that 5-1 Winnipeg win over Nashville last night. Two goals and an assist from Paul Stasny, who improved his career totals in four game sevens to four goals, four assists, and eight points. Bill, when they traded for Stasny, I know they thought they were going to help their team. Do you think they were thinking, yeah, this guy will probably help us win a game seven on the road? No. 
It's big game stats. And uh, the neat part about that is uh, with the uh, eight points in seven career game sevens, Paul Stasny has more game seven points all time than his dad, Peter Stasny, who had five points in five career game sevens. He's also done better than uncles Anton and Marion Stasny. All the little Stasnys. There's a lot of Stasnys. Paul Stasny is the most clutch Stasny. You got the clutch gene. It's because he grew up here. Mr. Game 7. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. You don't want to be a stagnant stad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs> Last but uh, certainly not least, uh, Team USA beat Team Latvia 3-2 to in overtime in the World Championships in Denmark yesterday. Here's why I love the World Championships. One of the reasons. One of the guys playing for Latvia was Teddy Bluger, who Penguins fans might remember as a second-round pick of the Pens in 2012. He had... 21 goals in Wilkes-Barre this year. He's still on the Pens' radar. Except while he's playing for Latvia, his last name is now Blugers. Teddy, Teddy Bluger has become Theodorus Blugers. That's like the reverse Pittsburgh. We put the S on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Same guy, different name. I don't know why that is. Maybe that's his original name. And they somewhat Americanized it. I don't know. He's, he's from he Latvia. He lost it in the exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Or they came out of America, you're like, you're just one blueger. <laughs> Why are you plural? You're just one guy. Stop coming around here like you're several people. <laughs> the bluegers are coming over. It's just one guy. I got four seats for you. One blueger. <laughs> Take the ass off your name, idiot. Team USA plays Korea at 2 o'clock today and Norway on Sunday. At 10.15, you can catch those, as I do, each and every game on the NHL Network. All right, cool. You said Suarez was pitching last night. I'm like, remind me a little, Zep. We were having this discussion earlier with Chris Porter, who's in, about Greta Van Fleet. Yes, Led All Zeppelin right. Jr. Does, does it bother you that they're as popular as they are? Uh, only because... I would say 70% of the people in that arena have no idea who Led Zeppelin is. Mm -hmm. Because they're, I mean, and it's kind of not their fault. They're just not old enough to really catch that. But I wish, I wish there, you know, there's someone going, this band is amazing. It's so pioneering. Right. Right. And the rest of us are going, this is, there are already eight albums of this. <laughs> and they're way better. Like, Greta Van Fleet's okay, but you are not Robert Plant, and you are not Jimmy Page, and you need to shut up. It, <laughs> the thing that bothers me about it is their lack of acknowledgement. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got our sound from Aerosmith. I was like, well, then your albums were mislabeled. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were listening to Led Zeppelin. They made... You might have gotten the wrong bootleg yeah, tape. You, you know that thing where you put the wrong CD in the wrong case? <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. That's what you did because you just <laughs> Zeppelin played. 4. I'm, I'm just waiting for Escalator to the Good Place to come out. <laughs> 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 yeah. This is our new song, Dizzy and Not Sure Where We Are. <laughs> You gotta love our new album, God's Apartment. Chris Porter's at the improv this weekend. 412-462-5233 improv doc. All right. You be, hey, that one made it on too. We got where you're two for two for I two. Did that yeah. one too. Yeah. Oh. We need a better light. <laughs> <laughs>
That's my fault. That was my fault. Joe's been running. Uh, our producer Joe Rakiki's in there, and he he uh, has uh, he runs the the board in there, okay. independent of me in here, which is like a nice thing. It frees me up a little bit, but yeah. I can still work it in here, okay. and I need to be a little okay. better than I have been. So these are on me. This is my fault. Yeah, because I didn't know. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, it was, that was really my bad. Because I will talk right up to the buzzer, and I, I don't give other people the benefit of knowing yeah. that the buzzer's coming. Because we don't. And I know, because it, it's a BS thing that yeah. I've been doing for years, and I'm sorry. Well, you hit the thing, right? I hit, I'd hit, yeah, somebody hit the, Joe hit the thing. I didn't hit the thing. But we're fine. Chris Porter's hanging out with us. Joe's uh, good at hitting the thing. Joe, mm-hmm. he's, he's good at everything. That's not what his girlfriend says. All right. All right. <laughs> 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 That's what's up. <laughs> he probably McDonald's dumped that one too. He was like, "Hey, no, that's not yeah. going out. That's not going out. That's what's up." Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Sean Collier, briefly give us a review of the movies that are out this weekend, and people can read the extended review in your Pittsburgh at, magazine at pittsburghmagazine.com. Okay. The, the, the big one. Listen. Going into business with a romantic partner, that can be tough. And that's not how I thought I'd start a review, but that's that's what we have to get to to unpack Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy. And here's the thing. You, I mean, this happens with comics a lot. If you are working with your significant other, and in the same field especially, there's a good chance that one of you is way more talented than the other. But no therapist has devised a way to go up to the person you love and say, you are terrible at this thing that you like doing, and you need to not do it anymore (laughs) because I am way better at it, and I cannot get the stink of you off of me. There's no way to say that to a loved one. And yet, Melissa McCarthy desperately needs to say that to her husband, Uh, Ben Falcone. Oh, oh, wow. He's a funny actor. You remember him. He played the air marshal in Bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That was great. He is terrible at directing and writing movies. He has no idea what he's doing. And the only person that lets him do it is his wife, Melissa McCarthy. Well, she writes with him, right? She writes with him. I don't know how much she's doing. I think she gets that writing credit because she's improvising half of the movie. Yeah, she did uh, Marin's podcast this, yeah. this past week, and I listened to it yesterday, and she said that the process is basically like they do a couple of drafts, and they end up... Uh, like ditching a lot of it because she will just riff, uh, you yes. know, within the yeah. context of the script and everything. But you know, she's like, "Oh, we bang our heads together for so long trying to come up with like the best lines, and then I end up doing something else." Exactly, because he's kind of a mediocre to bad writer. He's an egregiously bad director. That, that <laughs> he 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 doesn't know where to put the camera. He doesn't know how to get. He he has the only movies he's directed are Tammy. Uh, uh, the Boss and Life of the Party, which are kind of her three worst starring vehicles. Right. When you get her away from him, Identity Thief was good. Spy was really good. When she did St. Vincent with Bill Murray, that is was this great. like when uh, Clint, e- Clint Eastwood had to stop putting Sandra Locke in movies? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is exactly like that. Well, and Judd Apatow ruined funny people because he put in that 40-minute storyline with his wife. Yeah. Like, even, <laughs> even yeah. the studio was yeah, like, this, you don't need this. And he was like, you tell her. <laughs> I'm not telling her. Yeah. <laughs> I got to live with her. How yeah. do you have that conversation? You, through a lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> At divorce court. Yeah, most likely. Oh, and by the way, you ruined funny people. Yeah. <laughs> it's fortunate that she is so good and so watchable. That makes Life of the Party okay. It has a lot of other funny people in it. Maya Rudolph, Chris Parnell, Heidi Gardner from SNL. She's new. She's great. She's 
hilarious. She she should be. She should be the next star of SNL. I think so. And the character is, she does yeah. with the every boxer's girlfriend. Oh, that's so great. Is man, it, I don't know who this is. You do. Have you seen that weekend update where she's the the girlfriend in every boxing movie ever? She's going to take the kids to her sisters. I'm going to take my kids to the, the oh, kids of my sisters. Tommy, no. I'm not going to be home when you get there. Gillian Jacobs in this one as well, Pittsburgh's own. Yeah. Uh, those people are all so funny that as long as you set up the camera and let them act, it'll be okay. And that's exactly what this is, is okay. She just needs to stop making her mo- making movies with her husband. Okay. But who's going who's gonna to tell her that? Gabrielle Union stars in Breaking In. This is one of those, it's a lifetime movie with a little ambition. <laughs> <laughs> the house is being robbed. Her kids are trapped in the house. She needs to get the bad guys. Listen, you are going to have the flu and find this on USA Network. <laughs> yeah. And you can drop the remote. You're going to be fine. Do you need to buy a ticket for it? No. Anime nerds, Lou over the wall, go. That's all I need to say about that. So, breaking in, fine. Life of the party, fine at best. Go to the movies if you want, if you need that Mother's Day trip. But hey, let me tell you, nothing preventing you, nothing at the cinema cinema that is better than seeing Chris Porter at the Pittsburgh Improv this weekend. Oh, thanks. That's what you should do with your (laughs) time. Dude, you give a movie reviewer seven bucks, you watch the magic happen. (laughs) See what happens? Featuring Ben Falcone. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I got to meet him at Billy Ardell's uh, Vegas, uh, like the Mike and Molly party that he had Mm -hmm. one time. Super nice guy. He did a bunch of animation. He was telling me about yeah uh that was on uh um the cartoon network what, what was adult the, swim yeah adult yeah swim. yeah and that was before she became mm-hmm. you know she had just finished filming bridesmaids and it hadn't come out yet mm-hmm. uh and i don't think anybody anticipated that that guy was going to have all this hollywood clout as yeah. quickly as he did he's a funny performer he, he was a really cool guy she said some great things about billy in that podcast too by the way oh, nice. oh that's nice she said that he like his line every day coming into work was they let me on the lot again i don't know why and <laughs> <laughs> she's she said that that was the closest to a brother she's ever had because she's like yeah he's just you know he's like me he's she's like i love him to death it's that's a really nice little you know two minutes uh, love fest to billy she gives in that interview if you're interested she seems like the most genuine likable i'm never going to tell she anyone is. not to buy a ticket to one of her movies because i want her to succeed and and there's nothing wrong with watching her for an hour and a half she's awesome yeah she, she is but this is kind of what happens in hollywood like it happened with zach Galifianakis, where yeah. they're in something they're so funny and then everybody's in panic mode trying to find ways to make more money off of them yeah and they end up greenlighting movies that should never be made. No, and this is, it's, hey, she's a middle-aged person and she goes back to school with her daughter. That's that's it. It's just a stock premise and come over here and be a 40-year-old at a college party and improvise. Yeah, but Zach does baskets, at least, which is like yeah. avant-garde weird stuff that he yeah. is all about. And, and at least he's like true to his, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Before owns- that, he did Between Two Ferns, which was also <laughs> so good. Stellar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he continues to do weird stuff. I hope that she does get back to like the more avant-garde stuff she's capable of. And and a strong actor as well. That's why I mentioned St. Vincent with Bill Murray. If people men- missed that, that was great. Oh, yeah, great. she's great in that. She's yeah. very good in that. And also Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Uh, upstairs, the Aris Paul Band <laughs> is uh, ready to do another one for us. What are we going to hear there, uh, fellas? What do you got? Uh, we got uh, Bad Habits and Bad Luck. All right. Uh, just as long as it's not too long. Uh, I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> bad Habits. Uh, and uh, Bad Luck uh, short song would be great. Okay. (laughs) Here they are one more time. Harris Paul Band on DVE. Wake up in the morning to another red-eyed dawn. 
as I try to remember Who am I? What is that I went wrong? Well, I try to find peace of mind To find it only comes one evil at a time Well, bad habits, bad luck It feels like well, I'm stuck on the same damn routine every day Blue days, black nights, smoke-filled rooms and neon lights I've had Cause I still see demons that I can't face So don't you lose your faith in me Not quite yet well, My friend Bill said It's a hard, hard world we're living in But here come those old lonesome blues again Well, bad habits, bad luck Feels like, well, I'm stuck on the same damn routine every day. Blue days, black nights, smoke filled rooms, and neon lights I've had enough. Bad habits, saying bad love. I swear I'll spread these wings and fly Oh, and I ain't looking back oh, Until I make clean to the other side Oh, cause I know somewhere wise Man won't say Hit me two times Like, well, I'm stuck on the same damn 
man. That is so good. That was awesome. There's Paul, man. Uh, That's some good songwriting, dude. Hey, thank you. Right on. And uh, and where can people hear that again? Uh, let's see. Spotify. Anywhere. Anywhere. And we, and we, even got, we even got the CDs, too. A-R-I-S. Yes, sir. Good Irish name. You're not related to uh, <laughs> Alan Paul, are you? No, the, no. The uh, no. Allman Brothers writer, the Guitar World guy? No, I wish. I'm a huge Allman Brothers fan. but uh, yeah, I can hear it, man. It sound, hey, thank you. That sounded great. All right. Well, continued success to you all. That, that sounded really, really good. On the Point Park University stage... The Primanti's DV Coffeehouse, that's the Aris Paul Band. So you can see them live on the 28th of May at North Country Brewery. Where's North Country Brewery at, Val? Like Slippery Rock. Okay. Great A little food bit there. north of country. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's right smack dab in the middle, Mike. But I got news for you. All right. That was great. That was cool. I figured you'd really dig that. I enjoyed that, it. That was really good. I like the organ in there. Yeah, man. sounded good. That's uh, probably Dan Steislinger on the uh, organ there. Um... All right, that's it for us for today. And uh, special thanks to Andrea Pinnegas and Brian Crawford from the Millville Music Festival. They got 200 bands this weekend. 200 bands on 24 Crazy. stages Not in Millville. Uh, so you can go to, uh, do you have that website or do I have the website, Val? Uh, millvillemusic.org. There you go. Millvillemusic.org. Also, thanks to uh, Sean. Is there a question mark at the end of it? Sean, <laughs> I think so, yes. Sean <laughs> what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, I just want to tell you about the late show. For the Comedy Festival, Uh, the loaded stage at Arcade Comedy Theater. This just went live. It doesn't look like the link's on dve.com right now. It should be there shortly. For now, go to my Twitter, at SeanCollierPGH. You'll find the link. Tickets on sale right now, 11.30 p.m. after the sold-out main stage of the DVE Comedy Festival. We will be right around the corner at Arcade Comedy Theater with Jeff Conkle, John Dick Winters, Alex Tapula, Ed Bailey, Ray Zawadney, Felicia Gillespie, Gab Benesso, Osha Dwyer, Aaron Kleiber, Derek Knopschneider, Norlex Belma, it's going to be loaded, if I may say so myself. Yeah. On sale right now. You can find it uh, on my Twitter at Sean Collier PGH, arcadecomedytheater.com. Those tickets are live. Get them while you can. Okay, so uh, once again, the DVE Comedy Festival sold out pretty darn quick. Burt Kreischer and uh, Rory Scovel and Brad Williams and Sarah Tiana and Bill Crawford. That's going to be the first show. That one sold out. The second show with all the comics Sean just mentioned, Walking Distance, just a couple blocks away. But there's only about 100 seats in that theater, so you better hurry up and get those tickets. Yeah, this isn't going to be around long. If you're thinking about it, just go on and buy them right the hell now. Get them. And a big thanks to Chris Porter for uh, hanging out with us all morning long. You're and, uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Chris this weekend at the Improv, 412-462-5233, improv.com to get your tickets. And uh, it was a pleasure hanging out with you again, man. Oh, yeah. Always. Right on, brother. Always great to see Chris. All right, Michelle's coming up next. She'll have the electric lunch at noon. Did I forget anything? Am I missing I anything? So. No. McDonald's French fries. Mm, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> we will have some uh, Steelers talk on Monday. Yeah, why? Oh, oh the rookie, oh, yeah. rookie camp. Rookie camp. French fries. Yeah, kind of looking forward to that. Mason Rudolph makes his debut. See if he can spin it. You think Ben's going to put a potato in the tailpipe? <laughs> the old... Not going to fall for the He's going to be watching up. from that tower. Yeah, that new building they put up, he's going to be on the roof heckling. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong read, rookie! <laughs> All right, that's it. We're out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.